It's Quincy Jones Go with my co-host, the hip-hop hybrid himself, Doc Lesnar, and this is the Quincy Jones Show. I know I stole your thunder this time. You talked yeah, over me. You got me last back week. from last week. I came in hot. You came in you hot. Came in, this yeah, week. I, I, I just I wanted to had some stuff in my mind. Just want to get this this just rocket now. Oh, oh, you got you got something off your chest. You I just so, so small. I mean, you know, I uh I, I was on uh, the Facebook account. Okay. And uh posted, you know, I've been doing these little uh these little quotables. I think it's like the third one I did. Um, as it gets closer to like you know uh, WrestleMania and everything like that. Oh yeah, I've seen uh, the post. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, just just certain things that I found interesting. No, not everything. Um, especially because it's like I go to an outside source since I'm not really doing the whole like Russell Zone or all the oh, other okay. places. You're limiting yeah. like your outlets because you know those are the places you go. The first thing you see. I mean, it's just oh, nothing yeah, but spoiler, like a yeah. slideshow of spoilers on yeah. the top. So I just kind of uh, I've been I've been leaning a little bit on like the Twitter, uh, like the clickbait stuff. So um, oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, you know, just like I said, capping off some real interesting stuff, and I saw some interesting, uh, an ar- uh, interesting article regarding like Triple H's feelings towards like the NXT product uh, right oh, now. Okay. Uh, I've been myself curious. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, yeah, why wouldn't you be curious? I, I mean, well, at the same time, it's like you know, I, I know that you know the whole NXT like kind of like renovation has been kind of his project, his baby for a while. I don't know how much uh, per se influence he has when it comes to who was being picked for this main roster stuff. Uh, uh, you know, we've we voiced our opinions before. Uh, yeah, I'm about, sure like, it's between him and Vince and whatever they compromise uh, yeah, I, on. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, we we've seen uh, scenes before where there's been like a whole creative table uh, that people bounce it off. Uh, you know, you know, not not, not to peel too much back. Yeah, the like that. Then uh, it was on ESPN not too long ago. Uh, not not so much that I'm talking about. I mean, you've seen when when they're talking about. Uh, like these NXT guys and whether or not like Michael Cole's there and like the PSAs are oh, there, yeah. you know, stuff okay, like that. So, okay. uh, but I mean, which I want to get past cause that's not even important as far as what, where I'm getting at. Um, uh, we've talked before about people that we felt may have spent not enough time in NXT, but got moved up, uh, people that maybe need to go back and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, either way, I, I, one of my main concerns about the whole draft itself was like with so many people that moved up, it's a lot of key people, including tag teams and stuff like that. Yeah, um, it, it couldn't help but wonder, you know, that big hole, that big gaping hole left in the in the roster. And uh, so, you know, I was all, often curious about Triple H's feelings regarding the, you know, the kind of the, the roster depth. Uh, I mean, oh, even okay. though it's all yeah. under the whole still the WWE umbrella, it 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 was almost kind of like a talent raid, right? Like in, in in a bit, as far as like how many people got moved up. Uh, to the roster and whatnot, and um, so it was just one of those things where uh, I always wondered how he felt. And then, um, you know, in the quote, he talks about how a lot of their uh, a lot of their uh, performers got taken with the draft. Uh, how the women's division pretty much all got taken, with the exception of Asuka. Oh, yeah. um, which is another thing we've commented on, where it's like, yeah, she's only as good as who you're in there with, but there's not a whole lot of people she's in there with, yeah. you know. So. Um, you know, like I said, it kind of just uh, peeled back a few layers and how he felt about things. Even said that they've had to kind of push the reset button, start over uh, in many ways. I guess, uh, I believe that was the quote. And um, 
he said where he where he is kind of unhappy where it is as far as the product and he, and he he made it a point to clarify that's not on the talent at all is not his un- like quality overall. yeah his unhappiness is not well i mean he, in a sense he said that he's always just wanting to improve all the time but as far as like where it was from where it is now yeah that's oh, kind of okay. where the, down, the bridge into the gap and you know that, that's where the unhappiness comes from so but you know i just posted it and i man i was just getting a lot of kind of a i don't want to say backlash but a lot of people were just kind of thinking um they had different perspectives of where i was coming from with that post you know what oh, I mean? okay a lot of people were saying I that it didn't that. matter uh you know because i i had I posted it. Didn't it. Matter? Well, I, well, I posted it, and then uh, you know, in regards to the post, I got complimented myself. I said, you know, I was often curious, like I just said, about how he felt about, uh, you know, the the, the talent that that got pretty much pushed up, um, and also, um, again, my concern was, you know, where whereas I did was uh, psyched that a lot of those guys got to get pushed up and get the opportunity to go to the main roster, I couldn't help but think about the huge hole they were leaving as far as the roster depth. And so that's where a lot of, you know, who cares about the ROPS, the roster depth uh, seeing I don't know, it was for some reason a lot of people were getting misconstrued that because I was requesting more of a roster depth, like more people. Uh, which, which I don't like, think is a tall order. Not, I mean, it's not unreasonable, right? You know, but the, the, for some reason they're taking that as uh, me, quote unquote, forgetting that NXT is developmental and not an actual, like, Show. Oh, so that's why to them it doesn't matter. Yeah, how big you know, the and, and, and you know, so much so they're going, oh yeah, I don't blame the, you know, he, he. A lot of people probably think this way because they they have been putting out the best product in wrestling as far as WWE the past couple months. Yeah, well, that, even though that's true, it's like it is developmental, but it's like how do you develop guys if you don't have great people to help develop them? You know what I mean? And that that was just my overall. Yeah, because uh, point of it. Yeah, because overall, I mean, like guys in in terms of pure athleticism, they're performing, I would say, at a higher level than. The broadcasted version of that in yeah. WWE. I mean, so. they allow a little bit more to happen, to be yeah. honest. You know There's what I mean? more creative freedom, I think, down there. Yeah, 100%. It is two different styles, even though people, they, they like, I mean, a lot of the things they were saying was me. I, I'm, I'm the, the way I was trying to prove my points to these to a lot of these guys, and some of them made good points, some of them, they were just kind of just, you know, making it seem like I was delusional or whatever. I be, look, I, I'm I'm not speaking on my perspective. The way I'm talking about it is based in, and I talked to you before, off the air before we got on. Is these are things that are just how WWE. That's WWE's way of thinking. Like that's how their system works. Yeah, it's a process. That, that's yeah. yeah, that's the process. It's not how I want it to be or how I like it. It's not me saying tough titty and this is how it is and this is how it should be. It's just me reiterating. Well, look, I hear what you're saying, but when you had to think about it and put it through their filter because that's what they think. You know, yeah, uh, like 100%. one of the points was for some reason it got it got off the rails a bit, and there it got down to you know how uh, you know other people needing the the opportunity to to uh, be able to to be in better positions than they are. One like a uh, Apollo Cruz, um, and you know one guy was oh. saying that you know uh, he's you know great in the ring, which he is. No one's arguing yeah, that no, he's, he's not very amazing. Athletic, in the ring. Yeah. Uh, he wouldn't be in the WWE if he wasn't. You know exactly, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know he was complaining that creative has nothing for him, and I'm like, well, creative can't have something for someone that can't talk. Yeah. And uh, again, I'm not saying that. I mean, maybe, and, and that's the thing. It's like he can't talk, and that's based on me watching what they've the opportunities they've given him to talk. And to yeah, me, because some can't. of the greatest guys that have gone over, not to interject, but. 
they, you know, they weren't given a microphone as soon as they came in, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. But, you know, yeah. once you kind of convince someone, like, I mean, all you need is opportunity because your voice is what makes things happen. If you can make things happen for yourself, then creative will gladly oblige. I mean, you your know? mouth is what like, you got to get yourself over. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, if not it, everyone's going to be rep- a John Cena or Roman Reigns. Well, well, you know? And not everyone's going to just say, oh, okay, we see dollar signs in him because he can wrestle his ass off. The, the biggest example of that is Cesaro. He can wrestle his ass off, but for some reason he's not in a better position than he is. Exactly. And and, and it's not my reasoning, but on yeah, WWE's paper, like on on how they would define, he he doesn't trans quote unquote translate well over to the common yeah, fan. Yeah, they he think he can't talk well, well etc. But I, I beg to differ. But. And that's my thing. It's all about perspective, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it it doesn't matter about your perspective. It's about WWE's perspective, and that was my whole center argument about it i, I, I kind of i guess i when i was uh responding to a few of these guys i kind of didn't leave you know lead with that filter i kind of felt like it went without saying because we're talking about wwe programming here yeah exactly but, you know the, the, like like i said one guy was blaming creative and i'm like again you know maybe you could blame it on creative as far as quote-unquote not giving them enough opportunities to show how he can talk but i mean on the talking smack stuff and stuff that he's done with interviews and all that he hasn't. He just hasn't convinced me. You know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, we've kind of we've said before it'd be great to see him get more aggressive. Yeah. You know? And and there's and and I and that's the thing. Like I, that was another thing. Like I was getting kind of you know people were coming down on me. I'm like, look, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve this stuff, but you know, you know, basically the whole thing was like, look, he can't talk. And then and then out of that stemmed a whole another uh, argument, sub argument after that, and it was just about like, oh, it's it's. I'm kind of, you know, like this is made up WWE thing that you being able to talk, you know, is a factor in how you get pushed or how you get booked. And I'm like, look, to me, there's a, there's very few special instances, which is like a Roman Reigns where, I mean, I'm not saying he can't talk, but he doesn't talk well as far as translating to the crowd and then wanting to understand him and emotionally invest in him from a financial standpoint, totally different. There's parents, like you said, moms that think he's hot, kids that want to be like him, the dads that want to make everybody happy, bing, bang, boom. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but it's like that's a special circumstance because he's Vince's special project. So even if he can't talk like Suckering Suckatash or I, I, I declare clear in the Royal Rumble, then it's like he's still getting pushed to the moon. Whereas you see people like Kalisto totally bomb on live TV. Where's he oh, doing? Yeah. What is he doing? Apollo Crews, I'm not saying he's bombed, but I mean, like he's in a different position from a Roman Reigns where it's like. He has to learn how to talk to try to get himself over, and he can't. He's not just going to get Roman pushed for no reason. Kinda, he kind of has. He doesn't have the athleticism of a Apollo Cruz, but he has the look and the perceived total package from the standard that Vince has when he wants to make big money making icons in wrestling. And so I agree with you because on one end it's like. I mean, look what you said, the Suffering Succotash line. Vince went out of his way to write that for Roman Reigns. Vince is not going to go out of his way uh, to, you know, to write something for Apollo Crews or or even if, you know, if especially if creative isn't thinking about it. So I yeah. agree with you 100% on that, man. And I mean, I'm glad you said Total Package. That was one of the things I said. I'm like, look, developmental, yeah, I get it's developmental, but what good is developmental? I mean, they're only going to, if you can't talk. You could have all the in-ring ability in the world again, like I said, with Cesaro, and, and there's other guys. There's other guys that people complain about on the daily that aren't where they think that they should be. Yeah. If they don't look at them as a total package in the WWE's filter of what that definition is, then they're not going to give them twice. I mean, and, and that's the thing is, like, you know, if the, they can't talk, they're not going to, you know, they don't try. Oh, he can't talk. All right. If he can't talk, how is he going to sell merch? 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? But you know, the, I think and the only much as, person who could be the exception to that rule is like someone like Shinsuke Nakamura, but yeah. he is Shinsuke Nakamura. No, yeah, I mean, know? and 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 he, and that's the thing too. It's like a lot, a lot of people were saying in in response to that. Well, there's a lot of people who can't talk right now that are getting pushed, and I'm like, who? Name someone, because there's no one that's being, especially because it's WrestleMania season. Who? Who's in that spot that can't talk right now? That's getting even a look. But the, like I said, the exception of uh, Roman. Yeah. Uh, Br- uh, Brock, who has a mouthpiece, so he doesn't need to talk. He doesn't so need to talk. I, yeah. I was told Braun, and I'm like, dude, Braun barely even. He's on the yeah, mic. I like, like Braun. Braun is short and sweet. He knows yeah, what exactly. to use. He, he. I mean, there's. To me, that's a, that's why I was weird. A weird kind of argument was like he doesn't say much. So how how was that even? How how? Yeah, much to judge on. Well, yeah. What's the base your argument on as far as how he can't talk when he says a few sentences, and then goes out and just whips ass? Yeah. And he just does what he says. You know what I mean? Which yeah, is, I agree. I mean, kind of big man one on one. You know what I mean? You kind of that's how you got to kind of book. I mean, I mean, granted, he looks good not because he talks well, but you know because he has great booking. Yeah, he looks destructive. Look well. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's but, his selling point. That's a whole other thing. But I mean, I don't know. It was weird. It just kind of felt like, you know, they made it seem like the whole talking thing was not anything that was factored in, and uh, you know, it didn't matter. And and uh, I mean, because to me, I felt like. A, it was weird how NXT was just a developmental, but it's like, dude, everyone's coming from, you know, these yeah. are the guys that you're rooting for now. And then, you know. That's good, because uh, even on another side of the coin, take NXT out the situation. Like, a guy like The Miz would not be as far as he is without knowing that he has the charisma needed to talk. Yeah. To talk you into the seat and pay attention to what he's doing or, you know, whether it's this week or this rivalry with, you know, Dean Ambrose or going against Cena at Mania, you know what I'm saying? And it's either you're paying attention to what he's saying or you're paying attention to hate what he's saying. Exactly. And and that's why they make him like job. an ambassador with all this stuff yeah. with outside of the ring, you know? Reality, and, I mean, I mean, as much as they hated on him for it when he first came in, yeah. I mean, it, it's obviously you have to learn how to speak because you're going to be a face representing the company out on outside appearances and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Which is another another huge reason why you need to talk. You know what I mean? Which that's a whole another. You know, that's, that's a whole nother argument for like, but it's like, it, it's true. Like that's a whole another case of opportunities you could have if you know how to speak well. Yeah. Because you know once I mean? you know how to speak, you, it's part of your character and it's like, the you just kind of know more. It's very much important as, as the presentation of your character. Exactly. You know how, how to um how to handle yourself, yeah. you know, in different situations because you know who you are at that point. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why the Miz can go out and do stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I so, mean, and represent a company because he could talk, dude. Him and, and you know, even down to John, as much as you know how oh, big John, John Cena we are, because he's over here learning other languages to be able to still go out and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, like, I mean, yeah, I'm done harping on that. Uh, we're gonna get into some other stuff, man. We're gonna do some review as usual, uh, and I believe we're gonna finally get the premiere of uh, High Spots and Low Blows from Doc today. Low so, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, man. Uh, we're gonna uh, introduce you guys to one of our usual sponsors. Gonna be a United Nine Nine, and we up. I.E., what's going on? You already know what it is. You already know what it is. It's me. It's me. It's KJG. Quincy Jones Go here to let you know about United99.com. Check them out. They got everything for your apparel needs. They got beanies. They got tanks. It's getting a little bit hot over here in Southern California. They got everything for everybody. You know what I'm saying? They just came out with their Buy Any Means collection. Not to mention they're going to be reissuing the 100% proof plus the OG logo tees in gold and platinum. Look out for that. Going to have everything available for you soon. But until then, United 99 got you covered, baby. United99.com. Go. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to the Quincy Jones Show with Quincy Jones Go. And this is Doc Lesnar, the hip hop hybrid. Yeah, yeah, Quincy Jones Go. We in, we in here, man. Yeah, we is. We in, you know, uh, we're about a week away from Mania. Uh, some pretty good um, captivating stuff that kind of um, helped with the seeds being planted for, for Mania. Yeah, I agree. A lot of good threading going on. Yeah, that's the word. Thank you. Yeah, you know, the same thing, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, you know, and I think as fans, I can speak for a lot of people who are listening. Like, you know, you get kind of concerned when you hear about the rumored match card and you're wondering how it's going to get there. So it's kind of cool to see some of the matches that, you know, were finally made in stone and a little bit more personal things going on. So, I mean, I mean, we could start off with Raw if you want. No, yeah, definitely going to start off with Raw. Well, see, with Raw, uh, it was from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's a ruckus crowd. We had Mick Foley started off with a promo. Uh, yeah, it was a real hot crowd. Now, I was wondering, I was like, uh, if they were going to be popping for, for Foley since, you know, they were in uh, New York. Oh, yeah. I think that's why they did that, though. Oh, no, yeah. Know, so. 100%. And that's what we got. He came out, uh, read an apology, which I think seemed maybe, you know, maybe a corporate approved apology. Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to get over. Because he, he then, threw it uh, away. Then he tore the uh, index cards, you know, saying that, you know, he's Mick freaking Foley, which I, I pop for, mm-hmm. you know. And um, he just kind of let him know that, um, or he was trying to let him know how he felt about it. And his mic was getting cut, which, you know, was kind of crazy. But uh, I thought maybe... It was just a bad mic, but it kept happening. And then when Stephanie came out, uh, it became apparent, like, oh, okay, this is kind of more we, we of a... We uh, strings over here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, Steph comes out, um, kind of does this tef- Stephanie thing she's been doing. She berates him. But uh, the difference is that it is his hometown, and she does fire him. So we do get McFoley fired as GM. <laughs> it, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things where he, he had said before he expected like to uh not be there for a while because most gms come on or they come and go basically so but uh he's been on what since the summer since the draft yeah, yeah. i think which was around uh, i think yeah August? It was summer slam right before yeah. summer slam happened so um not a bad lengthy run but uh yeah then we get sammy Zayn coming in to yeah. stick up for uh you know one of his i guess biggest motivators uh mcfoley and uh this leads to Samoa Joe coming out. Steph kind of tells him to back down a little bit, but then makes another match. So we get a uh, another Samoa Joe Sami Zayn match. That was a good match overall. It was pretty good. You know, um, hmm. had pretty cool spots in there. Uh, I loved uh, Zayn's uh, selling in this, but uh, we do get Joe defeating Zayn, uh, which I kind of see because you're not going to build Joe as a destroyer with him taking L's on TV. You know. Uh, and then from there, uh, we get Foley. He um, is making his uh, round saying goodbye to, like, Sami Zayn, uh, you know, Cesaro, Sheamus. They thank him for, you know, uh, being given the opportunity. Um, then uh, he hugs Bailey, and then we get a funny spot from uh, Triple H where he tells him to have a, a nice day. Uh, typical jerk boss move. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from then, uh, then we get to the interview with uh, Dr. Kevin Wilk. He's a physical therapist with Champion Sports Medicine. Uh, he's just giving the update on Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, he does mention he has a miraculous drive to get better, um, you know, in, in terms of his process of rehabbing. But uh, in terms of uh, realistically, um, you know, speaking, he didn't think he'd be mania ready. Um, and if he had to put a, a time frame on it, it'd be more like a, a few months, you know, before he'd be 100% back, uh, ready to go. 
Uh, and then uh, after that, we get Charlotte. Uh, she defeats Dana Brooke. Um, not a bad match. Uh, no, no, no. I thought it was pretty match. good. Yeah. It, uh, it was just one of those things where uh, I think it was built to kind of showcase Dana a little bit, show that she's kind of more than just a protege. Um, you know, but uh, she did uh, lose to a running boot by Charlotte, showing her uh, dominance in terms of uh, being a long-term champion and uh, just being more of like, you know, the veteran, I guess, of the uh, roster. Uh, from there, we get uh, Stephanie. She uh, shares a backstage moment with Bailey. Um, you know, I think she. Uh, what happens is uh, they're talking, and I believe she turns this, uh, this match with Nia Jax that she uh, kind of gives her again from last week because, you know, she got the DQ. Uh, she uh, makes another match with Nia Jax, makes it, makes it no DQ, so that's not even going to be a factor this time. Um, you know, and uh, kind of an interesting uh, exchange uh, between Bailey and Steph that keeps ongoing. Seems like Steph has it out for her uh, for some reason. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, so that's going to keep carrying on. Uh, and then we have a pretty good segment, I thought, was uh, Y2J's highlight reel uh, with, uh, you know, he brings on the real Kevin Owens. Yeah, with the, the picture and everything. Oh, yeah, I thought it was really well done. You know, uh, him as a teenager wearing the Y2J shirt, striking the pose, Y2J poster in the back. Uh, you know, then he has a couple more years later uh, where I guess he had reached out to him while he was in the Indies uh, looking for some advice. I thought it was well done how he displayed it on there. Kind of showed that, you know, he's always kind of been a source of inspiration to him in his wrestling career. Uh, from then on, uh, you know, he wants to put him on the list. Uh, Small Joe cuts that off. Really good tease, um, you know, because I think we've all wanted to see the list come back. You know, I'm sure you'd agree. Quincy. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's been a while since uh, the Festival of Friendship was a failure. Exactly, yeah, and I was a raucous crowd too. You know? Yeah, but, I uh, mean, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, what better way to, to tease it than against a Brooklyn crowd for sure? So yeah. Oh, definitely. So from here we get Samoa Joe. Uh, you know, classic heel cuts off the uh, catchphrase everyone wants to join in on, creates a distraction. Ko, uh, he, you know, uh, he, he uh, kind of goes from behind, I guess, on this on this attack this time. Sneak attacks uh, Jericho in the middle of the ring. Stomps him out pretty good, uh, really heel style. You some, know? Uh, some real dastardly heel style. I got to oh, shout oh, that one out to Mark. It's a uh, good, yeah, shout to Mark. <laughs> he did say he only uses dastardly uh, with wrestling. So, But, uh, yeah, no, we get a pop-up powerbomb as well. He takes the list, tears it to pieces, uh, even eats a piece of the paper, spits it on him, yeah. and uh, strikes the pose. That was great. Yeah, it was a really, really was good great. way to end that segment. Uh, from then on, uh, we get some cruiserweight champ. Uh, not I don't say cruiserweight champs, cruiserweight action, I should say. Uh, Brian Kendrick, uh, he defeats T.J. Perkins in sort of another short match. We get um, not a bad couple spots with the wrecking ball drop kick by T.J. Uh, but you know, we get sliced bread number two, which looked pretty cool. Yeah, he's uh, been using it a lot lately. Yeah, yeah more, you know, a lot and, more lately now. I just thought it was weird how T.J. got kind of got tied up with the ref after almost running into him in the corner. Yeah, it just seemed I like mean, it was a little extra jaw jacking. Yeah, as a face, he don't usually talk to a ref. It's like, hey man, you need to get out. There. It's like, dude, first of all, the ref's supposed to be in the ring. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it would be different if he was like a guy that just jumped out the crowd, exactly. Or something. You know? But yeah, I agree. It was a little bit too much talking. I mean, I'm not sure if it leads to something. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But because I have, I have thought about what if. TJ would have turned heel at some point. I'm waiting I mean, on I'll, that. No more dabbing and no more colorful uh, yeah. uh, glasses. Maybe and more, more stuff. the cockiness we saw in the uh, CWC. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. Just uh, never, never know. I mean, there's not a whole lot of there's room for it. So yeah. yeah. But after that, we get a post match uh, interview or promo, I should say, where uh, basically said, you know, Tazawa was supposed to be there, uh, but he couldn't find his passport. Uh, then he reveals that he actually quote unquote found his passport on the floor. Uh, from the last town that they made, I guess. So uh, it teaches them another lesson. Not sure 
how this is valuable at all. But um, I mean, I, I'm interested to see Tozawa just have some sort of match, uh, you know, on, on TV. He's a great talent, you know. So uh, from then on, we get Roman Reigns uh, doing a promo. Uh, he says something which, of course, I'm the biased Undertaker fan. Uh, but he says the only time he thinks of the dead man is when he's thinking of him laying on his back in the middle of the ring at Mania. Um, but it proceeds to say that uh, he's going to teach Braun, uh, you know, not to mess with him because it is his yard. Uh, which, again, as a biased Undertaker fan, I've always had a problem with him kind of snatching his catchphrase from, uh, you know, when he was dwindling in the Dead Man Inc. big evil days of oh, his yeah. American badass, uh, you know, uh, ulterior uh, character going on. So it's in my yard. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. He said that for, I, I think there's a couple of shirts he, yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say, I definitely phrase. pulled that from one of the shirts. Yeah. I do remember uh, that. Yeah. You know, and, It'll be interesting to see what they do in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely got me interested. I mean, and that's what it's supposed to do. Uh, at first, I was like, meh. But, I mean. Yeah, Roman's pretty yeah. confident. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, they're, they're up one and one. Yeah. Supposedly, I mean, which we'll get into later. But Yeah, exactly. So, uh, from then on, we get uh, one of the few uh, video packages of the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar ongoing rivalry. Uh, I thought it was well done. Very well uh, produced, yeah. I thought it documented and showcased, uh, you know, maybe some of the younger fans who didn't know what I made mean, Goldberg-Goldberg, like some of, like, you know, his uh, his days of running roughshod in WCW and uh, kind of getting that name and that buzz that um, accompanies, like, his name every time, you know, he's brought up, you know. So, I thought it was well done and kind of showing – the, uh, I guess, powerhouse struggle, I'll call it, between the two. Um, it made me a little bit more invested in what's to come at WrestleMania. So uh, from then on, we get Steph talking to Cesaro and Sheamus. I thought it was a pretty interesting segment. She uh, basically uh, punishes them for saying farewell to Foley uh, by setting up a handicap match against the club and Enzo and Cass, where uh, you know it would mean they would have to re-earn their right to be in the triple threat match at Mania. Um, I decided it was kind of well done in terms of execution. Um the segment, you mean? Yeah, the segment. Yeah, I, I thought it kind of left, uh, you know, uh, uh, the right kind of questions. How will both teams coexist? And then how will Cesaro and Sheamus make it through, you know, to, I think, you know, everyone wants to see that triple threat in terms of tag team action. So, um, but yeah, for, so from then on, we go on to uh, Nia Jax, uh, and she defeats Bailey in the no DQ match, which means she earned her spot yeah. uh, going on into the uh, WrestleMania match, making the title uh, match a four-way a fatal four way between uh Charlotte, uh Sasha and Bailey and herself. Yeah. Um pretty good spots here. I like the barricade spot. Uh oh oh yeah, that barricade spot. Yeah, yeah. The one with the where she's grabbing her handful of hair, just tossing her and oh, yeah. ragdoll. Yeah. And, you know, not something we haven't seen before, but it kind of was a haven't seen a believable one. Yeah, no, I mean she's you know? like yeah, she's towering over you and she I mean you're not gonna let someone that of that size drag you. You gotta move or wherever oh, she yeah. wants you to move. And I thought, yeah, that was good. And you know, her size compared to Bailey, I, yeah. I thought it was well done. It, yeah, it, it looked real. I'm not a whole fan of her beating the champion clean, uh, though she's beat Bailey before with, before she had the championship. But you know, yeah, because I thought if they were gonna give her the clean win, it would have been last Monday where she could have stayed claim to yeah. needing a spot. She's already beat the year. champion once, non-title. Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, I would have thought maybe she would have even uh, asked for her title shot this Monday, yeah. trying to walk in as champ, and then maybe the other two would convolute. Shenanigans, you know? yeah. Because it was kind of weird how we didn't see Sasha or Charlotte for this. Yeah, you know? I'm, and, and, I mean, I'll yeah. I mean, I, I, I speak on it. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so from then on, we get this uh, Triple H interview segment. Um, you know, I like how he started off with the, I'm, oh, I'm having a nice day, you know, uh, still sticking it to Foley. He had a few pot shots in there, you know, just yeah, seeing he had a potato chip ear and things like that, yeah. you know, walking like a hermit. 
But um, I thought, uh, you know, it, it was good Triple H. I know he was trying to garner the, you know, the the heat for being a heel, you know, blaming the people for, you know, Seth, you know, uh, wanting this match or and hurting himself, being overzealous because, you know, he let the people get in his ear. Um, I just like some of the stuff like, you know, him saying, yeah, he might be the architect, but I'm the one who gave him the blueprint. Yeah, that, that, that was yeah that was a great quotable that they're obviously going to be able to, you know, add to the, the package. Yeah. And then I think he had said something about, you know, maybe he uh, he felt he was Seth Rollins' crutch, and it's the irony that he you know took the crutch and uh, beat him senseless with it. You know, the week before, um, which I, I thought was well done. Uh, yeah, you know, well he goes executed. on to say that you know he is officially done with the whole situation, and then um, you know is about to exit. Then comes back and says, "The second thought, let's make this unsanctioned. Uh, let's sign a contract of sorts next week." Basically, oh, yeah, waving him or agreement. Uh, what was that hold hardless uh, hold harmless agreement? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, basically waiving liability on the yes. or staff or himself. So, so you can't sue and all that. Yeah, you know. So, you know, it wasn't a bad um, segment. I could have been maybe a little executed a little better too, but you know, uh, it furthers the storyline between the two. Uh, from then on, uh, we do have the handicap match, which didn't really last long, which I think was a bad uh, habit uh, or you know or, or um, fad going on that night. There was a lot of cool things that seemed that they'd be set up but then like the matches wouldn't be wouldn't as long hold, you know yeah i mean that that was a a one move match two move match i believe yeah uh, yeah 100%, i believe uh it was as uh, you know uh, basically what happens is uh, the teams come out uh, the club comes out uh first before end zone casts uh end zone cast cut a uh promo basically berating them for being bald etc uh, club doesn't like that. They take on the bully philosophy as usual, beat him down before the match, which leads to, I believe, uh, Anderson getting hit with the heart attack bro kick finish that uh, Cesaro and Sheamus have been doing, which uh, get them back in the triple threat slot for WrestleMania. And then after that, you get Cass. He hits a big boot, and then uh, they hit a bottom boom shakalaka and Anderson. Send and, the, the, uh, Brooklyn, the Brooklyn uh, crowd happy. Yeah, obviously, with Enzo you know, and Cass. So. Yeah. Uh, after that, we get a New Day segment, which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah. You know, they're kind of making reference to the whole... Small little reference, yeah, to the yeah, whole... to the page situation. I liked how it was very subtle. It yeah. wasn't straight yeah, up. they didn't spend um, too much time on it, yeah. Oh, yeah. This What I liked about it was that's not what weighed the segment. It was more of Big E's outlandish uh, anticipation and for the yeah. Rock Lesnar-Goldberg match. So, you know, kind of giving you a... A uh, little taste of what their hosting duties may, you know, bring, you know, come I mean, WrestleMania. More, more or less of what, what what we could already expect from them, but you know, at yeah. least we know they're they're entertaining. They can hold the crowd. So, so and then uh, from then we get uh, Austin Aries versus uh, Tony Nese. Uh, he did defeat Tony Nese. It was a pretty good match. You know, I like the back and forth. Um, I think everything Austin did in this match just looked good. Looked really clean. This is better um, than I our really... first match that they had, to be honest. Oh, I, I like the chest breaker STO combo. Uh, looked really good, um, and that missile drop kick was just incredible. I'm so glad man. he started doing that again, man. Like, oh he, yeah, he like drilled right through yeah. his face, man. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah, he uh, he used to do that a lot, but I haven't I haven't seen him do it too much. So I'm glad. Like he said, he hasn't even he said he hasn't even pulled out half of what's out of his bag yet. Oh yeah, uh, and so, then, you know, and yeah. then on the end of this, we get sort of the coining of I guess what might be the name of his finish. Uh, Corey Grace calls it the discus discus five arm. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's better than a four. It's a and five. He, uh, I don't know if you watched uh, two hundred five, but he he uh, he was on commentary and referenced it. Oh, uh, himself? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess that that must be the official name then. So yeah, we get a name for uh, uh, Ares's Ares's uh, finish, which is the um, 
uh, Discus five arm. And yeah. uh, after that, we get Neville coming out. He cuts a promo. Um, it wasn't a bad promo. Uh, you know, I, I I thought it was a good retort by Austin Aries. Wasn't the best. Um, but you know they got another week to build to Mania, yeah. and I, I think I speak for everyone. If you're a fan of Austin Aries, you're just glad that he has a spot yeah, at Mania. Hundred percent. So then after that, uh, we conclude Raw uh, with the uh, the Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman match uh, was not bad at all. Um, we what ends up happening is we get a uh, pop up uh, Superman punch, which probably was the realest that spot has looked ever mm. in uh him ever performing it against you know several different people so oh, oh yeah because he pushed him up and he hit him on the way down. yeah it wasn't exactly. like he pushed yeah that, yeah okay yeah so it was uh did look good he was going for the spear we get the gong the lights are out undertaker appears in the middle of the ring staring a hole right through roman uh hits Strowman with quite a choke slam yeah you know, and uh I think you know my brother and I we were we were discussing this we're trying to we have difference of opinion I couldn't tell, you know, Undertaker kind of made a face at the end after the choke slam. Or uh, to me, I thought he looked like maybe he uh, he's he was feeling the pressure of, of lifting someone that big on, you know, hips as bad as his. Because, you know, it's kind of popular surgery knowledge repair. that he does need some sort of hip surgery. Yeah. Um, but you were saying that you think maybe it was more of a I'm identifying. I made the mistake of taking my eye off yeah. Roman I mean, Reigns. It, it, just the way it was set up, it was like he went over, he choke slammed him, uh, him being uh, Strowman. Strowman rolls out the ring. He kind of, you know, goes over to to the ropes, looks over the ropes down at the mat, just almost kind of like a make sure, like, oh, yeah, I took him out. And he kind of has like that, oh, shit, like that kind of look where yeah. he's like, ah, I, I, I just... can definitely read his lips. That's why I was thinking, I was like, is that out of pain or is that out of, I, I've just made a fatal mistake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. I mean, it was, to me, it was almost like, ah, I should have known better. Like, God damn it. Like <laughs> and turns around and just eats the spear. It's almost like he just kind of manned up, knowing it was gonna happen. Yeah. Anyways, and just ran. That was pretty good spear. I think it was better than the one at Rumble. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, because the one at Rumble looked like he was just. Well, was was it was it Goldberg that 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 spear taker at Rumble? You know what? That's a good question. I think it was because it just looks so it, careful. It's, it's it was like such a careful be spot. Or Roman. Yeah. But whoever no. did, it wasn't the best spear. Yeah. It just, I just know Taker kind of just backed into it. Yeah, he kind of folded down. <laughs> yeah. He kind of, <laughs> yeah. But, so unfortunate. No, I, I thought it was a good, uh, a great appearance for the, for Taker. You know, they usually don't use Taker too much during uh, Mania to fill up that, that uh, mystique. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they're, I think they're doing it pretty well on, on again, off again one week. You know what I mean? Um, definitely excited. I mean, like I said, they're, they're tied up now. One yeah, and one, the choke slam from the week before, or the I think two weeks before, and then you know now, now we're back to the uh, to the uh, you know spear. This let's this not week. forget though. After the spear, he did sit up. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I mean, but it wasn't after three. It was more than it was a longer, longer oh, yeah, recount. No, you know definitely, I mean? yeah. but, you saw him wincing on that mat for a little bit while. Oh yeah, yeah. It's kind I mean, of rolling back, but and but forth. great, great symbolism. Yeah, 100%. you know what I'm saying. Um, and at least this time, Roman didn't have to worry about Braun running through him when he walked back up the ramp. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, I was kind of uh, waiting on that. But yeah, we get uh, we we send off Raw with uh, Roman looking strong, of course. Uh, but yeah, so that was Raw this week. Uh, I mean, the only thing I had to say with Raw it was, uh, I mean, I don't have nothing to say about everything, but um, uh, just the the Triple H segment, like I said, I. I it's become too predictable. Uh, myself, it dragged a little bit. I I'll mean, say. well, myself and Mark already kind of threw up the idea of, you know what, we, we bet it's going to be an unsanctioned match a la Triple H and Shawn Michaels, SummerSlam. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then it happened. And then, I mean, it's one of those things, like we said, we a lot of the pieces or the outline of wrestling have already been drawn out. It's just all about how 
uh, you know, what the journey of how how these puzzle pieces, you know, come to, to fit into the to the whole picture. So uh, I, I thought they could have done it a little bit. I mean, you know, like I said, that the whole hold harmless thing and. Um, but I it, blame it on the crowd that he was in. I felt like he was trying his hardest to sell a match as opposed to the match to selling us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I was Which saying, I don't before, think we need any help. We've yeah, been I mean, waiting to see Triple yeah, H come the, back after screwing Rollins over. hundred percent. The, the the story writes itself, so I don't think it needs to, so much. I mean, it kind of kind of the same my same argument with the last week with the old. Oh, I, I, you better not be at Mania, and you better not call me out. And it's just like. Well, I mean, I guess he's going to be a main, and I guess he's going to call you out. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I um, but other than that, I thought it was good. Like you said, the, the blueprint was a great, great quote. And my only other, uh, my only other note, um, what on Raw was the women's the whole, uh, uh, uh not so, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Bailey and Nia Jax. Yeah, the no DQ match. Uh, it just didn't make sense. If it, it was a, a known fact, it was no DQ. It showed both the other. Uh, the other two competitors going for Bailey's title and already, you know, locked in their triple uh, the triple threat positions. Yeah. Sasha and Charlotte shows them watching, but it's like, why wouldn't at least one of them be there? Uh, not necessarily Especially that they the need. Heel. They don't. I mean, uh, then again, it could be because there's been too many screwy finishes going on with the women's matches, True. which is cool, whatever. But last week, you know, they even stopped the match with her and Bailey, whatever, whatever. But it just didn't make any sense that you, that these two, especially you, like you said, Charlotte being a heel. Just gonna stand idly by and just watch their chances of thirty three point three percent of winning, walking out of Mania with the title just just drop to a you know it's twenty five percent. You know that yeah. didn't make any sense. Yeah, my other thought was maybe they should have had. Even though I was a fan of the the Charlotte Dana match, maybe they should have had Dana versus Nia, and the winner of that would move on into maybe a, a potential fourth spot, or they could have had maybe a tag match. That could I, have you know been, what, though, you know, if those two, I, I'm not sure if those two would have been able to to uh, put together a great match, though, Dana and, you know, well, and I. But I yeah. understand logically and storyline-wise why you'd pair them up because they both have, you know, they, they have a situation waves. where they could, you know, yeah. try to stay claim to wanting you know on a WrestleMania match, too, you know? so Two weeks away from Mania, they're both making waves, both making, you know, I mean, Dana not so much making claims for that match. But again, making coming waves. out of her own though. But yeah, I mean, and I think I've told you. I mean, it, I think it would have meant more. I mean, if not that, then at least they should have had everyone from the match. It could have been another scrawny finish. Well, it couldn't have been no, no DQ, but all the women could have came out, shown Nia, you know, dominant all over them, yeah, to win her way into that match. And that way, it's symbolism of I could whoop all of them. Or if she would have actually beat all three of these people at separate times prior to that match. Yeah, leading up. Yeah, you know, because, I mean, essentially before that, it's just Bailey a few times. I think Bailey twice. She's beaten Sasha once at a, at a, a pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a bunch of jobbers. And, I mean, I think I've been saying before, like, if that's all you beat, then that's not going to get you a ticket of mania. Yeah, right? I mean, those are notable names, but it's not like you've beat Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I mean and, and at the time, Charlotte being the person to beat, but it's like, if we're going off of that, and that's what's going to get you a spot of mania, then I mean, I'm sorry, but Paige is the one that, that's gotten. I mean, what, what what just happened with Paige? She deserves a spot of mania. Yeah, she's as popular as that. Yeah, she's. You talk about popularity. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I mean, and I'm just me being a dick about it. But yeah, I would like to see a little bit more uh, build up as as to why. You know. Also, you know? I was going to say, you know, with how they've been doing these screw finishes lately, you would have thought. That with the no DQ added stipulation it on a Monday Night Raw, yeah. that you would have gotten it since More that's what they've been giving us. For something, it, it opens up 
the possibility. Yeah, but it's almost like, well, if you weren't going to do it tonight, then why did you do it on pay per view when Bailey, had yeah, to, you know, uh, or when Charlotte lost her and, and, and uh, didn't streak. call, yeah, and didn't you know? call the DQ when when she got it. Like, and that's the thing. It's like it, that's like having a no holds barred match and like everything stays in the ring or there's no there's no weapons being. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, it just did. It was just stuff like that, but. Other than that, I mean, Raw was was pretty strong this week. Uh, I mean, we're a week away from Mania, so uh, on that note, uh, we're going to take a, another quick break. We're going to uh, talk about another great sponsor that would be a Strong Style Brand, and oh, yeah. um, then we're going to get into SmackDown, and then soon after that, we're going to introduce the brand new segment. High Spots, Low, low Blow. Brought to you by Hip Hop Hybrid Dog Listener. Until then, here comes our ad space. Girl. Oh, what's going on it's quincy jones go and you already know what i'm finna tell you strongstylebrand.com why aren't you there right now why hmm? oh because you listen to this this podcast okay well good enough reason well here's another great reason to go and visit strongstylebrand.com they just dropped some brand new product i'm telling you they just came out with the new black and camo version of their original snapback if you're a guy like me i'm a rapper guy and a wrestler guy you wear khakis and camo shorts everywhere you go. This is the perfect hat for you. And if this ain't the perfect hat for you, of course they got more stuff. You a morning guy? You like to drink coffee while you're watching the wrestling? Brand new coffee mugs with the Lucha design on it. Oh, what? You're living in a part of the U.S. where it's getting kind of cold? Got something for you, too. Brand new pullover real deal heel hoodies. You want to be a bad guy? You want them to root for the bad guy? We'll give them a reason to root for the bad guy. And if you haven't already, go and grab your Strong Style brand flags Fly them high. Let them know you live in that strong style brand lifestyle. We know we are. And right now, for a limited time, don't forget, if you buy any two or more products, you can get $5 off your order by using the brand new promo code WELCOMEBRIT. B-R-I-T-T. That's right. Welcome Brit. And if you don't want to use that one, always use Quincy Jones Go. No dashes, no spaces. Boom. 15% off. I'm telling you to do it. Go ahead and do it when you're done listening, of course. Don't forget to support. Subscribe. YouTube.com backslash Strong Style Brand. They got a lot of stuff going on. This is what it is. Quincy Jones Go. Strong Style Brand. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show. You are now in the mix with the two-man tower trip, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Hey, what's going on? Quincy Jones Go, and we're back. We just heard from our sponsor, Strong Style Brand. All the cool stuff they got going on over there. I, I am Quincy guys, Jones man. Go, and I'm here with the hip-hop hybrid, Doc Lesnar. And in case you forgot, we are the best damn tag team on the planet. We are. The Mega Towers. But you just heard Doc run through uh, the Raw review, so I'm going to do a little bit of SmackDown. It's the live. And I I know you you got to watch it a little bit. I think it was like yesterday or uh, Yeah, you know, unfortunately there was a cable situation, so yeah, I just got caught up uh, this weekend. Torrance is the way to go, man. I I, I hear you. Torrance is the way to go. I will not uh, confirm or... Or deny that I use them. Uh, (laughs) I, I peeped a few. Uh, as far as how I got them, I, I can't discuss. But uh, yeah, SmackDown actually, I thought it was really good. Um, opened up uh, with uh, AJ. Uh, well, first they showed um, AJ kind of joking around with with uh, you know uh, Daniel Bryan. They were in the office. Uh, you know, Styles was joking you know around with the fact that he, you know uh, Daniel wanted to fire him, uh, and then you know Shane kind of just gave him uh, the gift. For the for the WrestleMania match and stuff like that, um, and then Styles, uh, he kind of made like a loose thread that he was gonna, you know, 
uh, you know, I'm the guy that uh, can't be touched around here, so I'm going to go try to do what I'm doing Seems again. Like, yeah, untouchable. Uh, you know, he comes out, does, does the promo. Um, I thought he was doing sprinkling on a little bit, you know, classic kill AJ, uh, making these little uh, little uh, <laughs> little shots. So, like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, giving me the shot of a lifetime. But not, not like the shot that Shanks' man had going through that car window, you know, just stuff like that. So, yeah, I love the uh, snickering as well. Yeah, he, yeah he, he was just laughing, you know, classic kill, laughing at his own jokes. Uh, gloating, you know what I mean. Again, making claims he's going to do what he was going to do. I mean, again, making claims that he can't be touched. He can. He's the guy around that can do anything he wants. So, uh, you know, made several uh, several threats. He was going to, you know, be waiting in the parking lot for Shane. Do it again. So, uh, started off with that, and then also um, kind of went into the first match. It was a uh, kind of a na- announced at the top of the show. He wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't as far as I, I saw on, on talking smack. It wasn't really talked about much. But it was American Alpha, uh, the tag team championships, uh, being defended by American Alpha against uh, the Usos. Um, you know what? They were in Connecticut. It was kind of weird. They were getting uh, the Usos were getting quite of a quite of a, a ovation. They were getting a lot of fan support and stuff like that. Yeah, I was um, very surprised by that. They had quite a, a lot of uh, uh, chants and things going on. Yeah, you know what? And uh, I remember you were wondering where they were too because I think they were in like some casino. Yeah, I the thought Mohegan maybe Sun. Yeah, yeah. Casino. So when they said Mohegan Sun, I thought maybe I was like, oh, maybe they're in or Northern Arena, California whatever. or something. Maybe, maybe they're like near their hometown or whatever. Uh, this was a great match, in my opinion. Uh, I thought they had a pay-per-view caliber match with this match. Um, I thought it was really good. I was very surprised that the super kick Uso splash combo did not put him away. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I was disappointed or not. With that, uh, it just—I mean—they put so many away with it. I thought it was would have been great. The the fans looked like they were kind of in disbelief that that's what was going on. Um, you know, it wasn't a uh, wasn't a dusty finish at all. It was a. Uh, well, I mean a little bit. I mean, but I mean they're heels, so it didn't it didn't, you know, that you know, throw that out the window. But uh the moonsault by Gable was impressive. Very surprising. Um yeah. that was great. I thought the timing of everybody was good. Um yeah, I you thought know, Usos did a good job. Looked like they took a few pages out of the revivals book yeah, in terms yeah. of heelship, you know. Yeah, and, um, they 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 really they, were they were places using, they needed to be, whether yeah. they were tripping up Jordan off the apron, et cetera. You it's know? funny you say that because that's the first thing I was thinking of. I was like, oh, it looks like somebody was uh look Doing some uh, reviewing some tape. Oh yeah, you definitely. know, you know, you, you don't really see a whole lot of people pulling the other guy off the off the apron, and you know what I mean. Not so on I, main roster, no. Yeah, it was really good. Jordan had the the running spear into the barricade, and uh, as he was getting in, he got his uh, as uh, Tunga said, his leg was pulled on the middle row, but he he took a nut shot. It yeah, is what it, it is. is. A low blow. Uh, eight a super kick. One two three. New tag team champions. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. No. Um, it was a pretty again. It was a pretty good match. Uh. You know they. You know what, uh, Jimmy or Jay? I can't really. Uh, it is hard, even harder now to to figure out who's who because yeah, they don't have face the paint. paint. Uh, they had the opposing sides before, so you yeah. know it made it a little now easier. Now one wears the hat forward, and one wears it backwards. Like well, so but uh, one of them actually took that uh, that Steiner Bulldog really well. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty good match. But yeah, uh, after that we move on. Um, I can't remember whether when it it kind of went into play, but I remember. Baron Corbin walked up to Daniel Bryan, asking what the deal was with Dean Ambrose. Uh, oh, is he going right. to, you know, you know, obviously no one's seen him since he got his quote unquote throat crust or whatever it was with the whole forklift situation from uh, I think the week or the week before. Um, wanted, you know, trying to figure out if his IC title challenge is being accepted or answered at all. Obviously, everybody wants to know what what the hell they're doing for Mania. Uh, yeah, to which, um, you know, they said Ambrose wasn't there. Uh, but put him in a match. First time ever, it was Randy uh, Orton yeah, versus Baron Corbin. Yeah, I thought it was Corbin. pretty good booking. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. So it takes us to this match. I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, these guys worked pretty well. Um, 
for the, you could tell it was the first time. You can kind of tell that. Yeah, they were uh, feeling each other out in a good way. Yeah, 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 100%. That was the best way to say it. They were kind of figuring each other out and feeling each other out in the match, and I thought it was really good. Um, Orton, I, I think he was a little, little too extra in certain certain parts, but again, I think we're getting just growing more accustomed to uh, regular Randy now that he's uh, you know separated from the whites and all that. Uh, obviously doing not a different style, but I mean he's he's utilizing more and more that full Nelson slam. He man, he got that full Nelson slam off. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he uh, did. That, that was pretty and crazy. To, uh, Baron's credit, he also got that deep six. Yeah, he did. Guy, um, the frame I, of Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, yeah, those those two worked really well. Um, I think they have kind of almost a similar personality yeah. in ring wise. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good match. Um, I'd like to see a rivalry down the line. Yeah, a hundred percent. I would like to see them too. Uh, that, I think that was kind of like a. a uh, pr- uh, uh, proving ground for to see if something like that would work. So I thought, yeah, that was really good. Uh, finish saw um, it was weird. You know, there was a spot where Baron went for the the running shoulder, uh, just pretty much. Oh, he's gonna miss and run right I'll into run the, the stairs. stairs yeah. yeah, and then you kind of seen the crowd getting a little bit hot, like they were popping for something. It was almost kind of weird. And then uh, all of a sudden, you see a uh, forklift makes it make uh, its way out uh, with an Ambrose on top of the, uh, the yeah. forklift. Distracts Baron, uh, unbeknownst to Baron, boom, RKO out of nowhere. A little small salute. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, yeah, I did, or, definitely did. Or, Orton gave, a, gave, a, <laughs> gave Ambrose a little salute. One, two, three. He's out of there. Uh, Ambrose, you know, finally shows up, accepts the match. Uh, it was good. I mean, I don't know what else they can do with Ambrose right now. Um, I do want to see these two. I, uh, the build was good, except for him. I, I, like I said, I wasn't was a really fan a fan of the dirty deeds. Could have been. Uh, a little cleaner. He snapped it off before. A lot he was better. ready. But yeah, the only thing I can say about it is, you know, like I, I remember from the uh, first episode we did when Mark McFly was a guest, uh, we had yeah. talked about, you know, all the people that were going to be in the Elimination Chamber. And I remember thinking about the potential of there being a match between uh, Ambrose and Baron down the line yeah. with the IC belt attached to it. So I think this could be a good proving ground. I and mean, he had the... You know, he's been in title matches. That triple threat with Dolph and AJ was really good. So maybe yeah. we can see what happens at Mania, you know? I mean, and, and you've been, yeah, you've been talking this match into existence for a while. You kind of seen the, the seeds planted like real early, you know what I mean? So uh, that is definitely something I, um, I, I am excited to see. Um, it was good. I mean, like, like I said, they had their match, uh, you know, Dirty Deeds, boom, uh, RKO <laughs> prior. Uh, and then, you know, it moves on a little bit uh, as far as SmackDown. They actually make it official. Uh, Baron Corbin and um, Ambrose for the IC title at Mania. So there you go, Doc. Uh, they've been listening. They've been bugging the house again, apparently. Um, you know, and then it just keeps going back and forth throughout the show. AJ Styles doing the whole, uh, I'm, I'm going to be waiting in the parking lot for Shane. Uh, you know, just, just by the way, I have, I have to make note that I love that that AJ the entire time is wearing his WrestleMania gear now. Oh, yeah, he's ready. <laughs> he's, he's like a kid. He was just smitten with the man. fact. Yeah, he is. He's, yeah, he's definitely. But uh, I did uh, enjoy that backstage segment with um, Randy. Uh, he was talking to Renee, uh, which was, I guess, sort of a post match interview oh, pertaining to Bray. That's right. Okay. Bray show, or actually, Bray doesn't show it. The, the lights start flickering and, you know, the whole. Uh, movie magic stuff starts going on. Renee, Scott, you know, just just scurries away, uh, and then you know it shows his boots on the floor. Then he's greeted by I think two more boots on each side of him. Yeah, it pans back up. He's surrounded by a bunch of sheep people. Yeah, and uh, they all kind of look like they were wearing this the the uh, the, 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 Rowan the Rowan special right? Yeah, kinda. which leads you to believe maybe he's he's coming back. Possibly, um, you know, whatever. 
because Rowan's the only one who hasn't really been involved. Yeah, the whole uh, thing. Yeah. You know, he he wouldn't really have a say. If anything, he had more reason to join him since he didn't get done, uh, done wrong true. by Bray. But um, yeah, they you know they kind of you know uh, Randy Randy did what Randy does, try to fight him off, even though he's in, he it's a numbers game. They grab him. You know, Bray does his whole thing. Uh, he had like a weird like kind of a it took me back to like Taker. Ministry of Darkness with Paul Bearer at the at the funeral parlor. Yeah, I didn't know with, what that with, thing with, it looked like uh, a cross or something. Yeah, you know, with the uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, and that whole it, so it kind of was like a weird little uh, little uh, instrument that he was holding, but uh, it was interesting. Um, definitely, uh, you know, it, it kind of answered the questions of, of what Bray was going to be doing now that he's alone. Uh, what kind of mind games he's going to be playing? So you know, that kind of uh, put everything that I was trying to say. Uh, into into effect so far. I mean, he's doing the the mind games thing. He kind of knew he was going to do something uh, going in. I mean, we're we're like again, like I said, one week away. So, uh, but yeah, SmackDown was going pretty good. Uh, one of the good things that I liked was the um, total Bella bullshit. Um, oh, that was very entertaining. Uh, that was uh man down to when like how Miz was running the salute. To, okay, yeah, here we are. We're, we're gonna go. This is it. Let's go. <laughs> it's like there's the the minuscule talking that John Cena oh, does yeah. off the camera that you can kind of hear on camera. I love when um, he was mentioning these rules because oh like, the rules you know, was you awesome. Like, you hear about that stuff and like John Cena rule number twenty four. Yeah, the house rules because I know I have heard in the past where there's a point where um, I think Daniel Bryan and Nikki and all them and uh, Bree were all living at John's house and there's so many rules that are just really hard, you know, for someone that's a guest to follow on an everyday basis. Yeah. Know? So it's I mean, kind of funny to see him pay. I, I guess from what I hear that John is like a, a, I want to say OCD, but he is a stickler for like his stuff being yeah, clean. Yeah, you know, actually, I think it is OCD. I think uh, I've heard it, that. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's, you know, pretty interesting. I, I thought it was pretty hilarious. They had the whole, uh, uh, Nikki, I'd like to pop the question. And it was like a big old balloon with the word question on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Nikki, I have a diamond for you. Diamond Dallas Page yoga, <laughs> and, and then he had the the ring. The it's it's, it's the scale the the WWE toy ring, oh, and then so right. I, I I thought I mean did these go out through, throughout the night? So I thought these were pretty entertaining. I, I thought it was cool. Maurice played both Brie and uh, oh that was Brie. funny. Yeah, the the Brie and the yeah I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, the the faces were pretty hilarious. Uh, yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I mean, because my thing was uh, okay, what are they gonna do this week? Um, you know. They don't need necessarily the Miz and and uh, Maurice to be back on SmackDown doing the same thing they did the week before. The week before that, the only two differences is one was on Talking Smack and the other one was on, uh, you know, the the Miz, Miz TV. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I thought it was a change in pace as far as doing like a, a pre-recorded little diss um, as far as promo to get heat. I thought it was pretty good. Um, and then, you know, which also takes us to John Cena versus... Uh, oh. Oh. Or or was it Chester Ch- Chetterfield <laughs> T- Tamaran Chet I forgot, I forgot uh, the Southpaw wrestling but uh, it was uh I was surprised you know they made it seem like it was like a WrestleMania tune up before the match and it yeah. was such a such a big deal that John Cena is on is going to be wrestling on the show that he signed to and it's oh my god well, what do we owe this 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 pleasure of you, you think know that was purely though. Just to kind of throw in the Southpaw regional wrestling. Oh, yeah, it was rib, total rib. Because, um, and I'll talk to you more about that after. I was thinking on what universe would this happen now? It would have happened on a Raw. It would have happened on a Raw before the split if Fandango was just really Fandango. But uh, no no excuses for the whole breezy, 
Breezy Bella thing with Tyler Breeze. I'm sorry. Rest in peace to Tyler Breeze's uh, main roster career. They have really just, I'm really disappointed with what they've done with them. Is it TV time? Yes. Is it beneficial? Absolutely not. Uh, Not to mention the fact that, you know, He's definitely not a threat now that Nikki's able to pick him up and, and hit him with a TKO. Yeah, I, was, I did not see that coming uh, when I was watching. That that was insane. Like I that was asinine to me. So I, the spear was enough. You the know, spear like, is that yeah, the spear is enough. She doesn't need to show that he's. I don't know, man. I mean, I enjoyed the part. I enjoyed the most is when uh, Fandango gave out the tickets and his reasons for oh, the tickets. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, I'm a, I'm a show. I love those tickets. I'm man. a far better in ring competitor than you. Give him a ticket. <laughs> he, he was yeah, he was hitting yeah. it dude he was hitting it and then the crowd was into it very into it and then boom oh five moves of doom boom done yeah that was a very short done change, man. done and done whatever so i don't know it was it, like i said i don't understand why i do i mean jbl was you know flooding the commentary with nothing but southpaw wrestling references so oh yeah you know what you know whatever but um I, I, they yeah. got a little bit overkill it was it was it was a lot of overkill, but uh, now it brings us to uh, this other match, which was another one of those women's matches for nothing. Uh, it was Becky versus um, Carmella, who I mean, it wasn't for nothing. Carmella came and took out Belly uh, Becky, rather yeah, Natalia, Natalia uh, the week before. Uh, so they had a match. Natalia was on commentary. Didn't take long. Uh, Natalia gets involved. Boom, uh, uh, Natty by nature with the discus clothesline. Um, and then everybody's, you know, the whole, you know, everyone starts coming out, you know, that's a valuable quote unquote for this still undetermined, unlabeled women's match of multiple you yeah. know, people on the roster, but we don't know what the hell it is yet. So, of course, uh, you know, who's ever a valuable match. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. The who's ever a valuable match. That sounds I mean, that, that even sounds better than what they have now, which is nothing. But uh, James Ellsworth uh, takes a, a missile drop kick to, yeah, the, to the notion. That was cool. Uh, Mickey James, I thought looked pretty good against um, uh, Natalia, and then you know, of course, uh, Alexi came out, you know, uh, laid out Mickey James standing tall, you know, just standard stuff. I wouldn't mind a Mickey Natalia. I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. I mean, I think they they kind of match up a little bit, but yeah, um, yeah, like I said, it was nothing to write home about. Just a little bit more threading, you know. It's same as like Royal Rumble. They they always do that one match that means nothing. People I was come out. Say, it felt like a rumble. Yeah, situation. everybody. Everyone oh, storms the. Well, ring. had this been the Royal Rumble, they would have been. Yeah, it's just, it's just for that purely, purely. And I mean, it, it, it was all right. Um, you know, and again after this, we're followed by another segment of uh, the total Bellas bullshit. We already touched on that a little bit. So I mean, man. yeah, it was oh definitely entertaining. So and then it, it takes us to the to the final uh, point of SmackDown. Uh, camera goes back. It's Renee again with AJ Styles. He's uh, basically. You know, same old same. Talking about, yeah, and uh, he sees his limousine pulling up. He thinks, uh, "Get out of here, you!" <laughs> I was making fun of him. Uh, you know, he he tell, he pretty much tells uh, Renee to scram. He's he's hiding in plain sight, and when you, if you look at the footage, like he's literally hiding, crouched next to a a car. But when the car pulls up, it's like. Well, if I'm in a limo, I can totally see you. Yeah, you know, we're, we'll pretend. Yeah, it's tinted from the, the fourth wall is not here. We'll yeah. we'll just pretend, and then. Uh, of course, he's greeted by he's getting ready to go and whip who's a you know whip Shane's ass, but he's greeted by Rhino and um, Heath Slater, which was weird because I don't know what the hell they, those guys Down have been doing. Him, first, first inaugural uh, SmackDown Tag Team Champions, but for some reason they're not on TV right now. Um, yeah. yeah, just thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, and I'm not saying I got a whole lot of stock in these guys, but 
it's just weird that, that that's who they picked to to do this spot. So uh whatever. And then um Shane comes out. Shane pulled a little switcheroo. Uh he's already in the building, comes out, calls out AJ. Uh, you know, pans back to AJ outside in the parking lot. AJ uh gets notified by Renee. Shane's looking for him. He's already out there. Uh showed AJ again walking through Gorilla, which was yeah. weird. Um grabbing a mic on the way out. Grabbing a mic on the way out. Uh came out. Uh I don't know if I was so much a fan of this, but he came out real uh precarious, uh trying to, you know, in already in an apologetic mood. Um trying to kiss Shane's ass. Kind of like backtrack a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely backtracking. Um we already kind of figured something like this was gonna happen. I didn't think so soon. I thought maybe the go home. But I guess you got to give Shane a whole week to uh, rest that entire side of his body. Very true, yeah. He doesn't want but, to drop uh, something like that and only have four or five yeah. days till Mania. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. So, you know, Shane does the whole little uh, jab brush combo, <laughs> you know, hits AJ in the way in, knocks his hat over, uh, so you know it's real. Um, <laughs> you know, does, does some MMA-type stuff. For some reason, AJ's not even uh, attempting to protect himself. Uh, you know, gets essentially kneed and thrown out 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 of the ring, pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and I, I can't remember. What, oh, he got north and released north and lights suplex. Yeah, I think some might call it an overhead belly to belly. Yeah, but I think it's same. It's just the the way is the position of his head. Yeah. I, that's only that suplex why. to the barricade though from. Styles oh, that was awesome! I forgot about was, that. Ooh, brutal. Yeah, uh, AJ hit him with that. Well, that's what it what got me. It's like a suplex to the barricade. Especially the position he was in, like he should have sold it a little bit longer. And then all he did was uh, he suplexed him. I guess I mean on the top of the that what you know the little fixture that they always pick off of the, the hood of the yeah uh, the hood table. quote unquote of the announce table. And um, which not to say it shouldn't hurt, but I didn't think that just that alone and a few punches were enough to just lay out AJ Styles onto a corner of a of a of a draped you know uh, announcer's table, but. Got to see the the Shane O'Mac elbow through the through the announcer yeah. table. Uh, we look I mean, at angles on the replay. Uh, it's it's yeah. <laughs> well, what's crazy is uh, I, I laugh because I every time I see him do it, he has those those uh, Jordans on. I want to make a believe I could fly video. Seriously, because uh, he he's definitely the way his legs flail like that. Man, too. hey, for reals. If hey Jordan, if you if you I mean you heard it first, uh, you know trademark pending <laughs> here on the Quincy Jones show. Why not? So, like, that's a hell of a way to. That's marketing right there. Hell of a deal, brother. You know, big old do not try this at home disclaimer for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was pretty much the end of SmackDown, man. Um, Shane, man, looking like a uh, madman as usually does. Um, only uh, comment about that is um, I'm staying open minded with this match. Uh, we're not gonna. There's nothing to expect as far as wrestling in this match. It's not gonna be a wrestling match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which you know, it's poor. It's bad news if that's what you wanted to see and expected from uh, from Styles, which is what I I expected. I was hoping he'd be have a more high profile match, but again, it is Shane. Shane doesn't go against everybody. This is only his second or this is his third match back uh, from since coming back. Oh, that's his, right, because he had Survivor Series. Yeah, he had a Survivor Series. His second match at, at Mania. I mean, and the reason why I'm open minded is because you know you already got Shane flying off the table. Uh, you had AJ already kicking his ass. It kind of opens the the door and lays out the playing field, so to speak. For, I mean, it, since it doesn't have to be a wrestling match, and since it doesn't have to be a wrestling match, Shane's not pressured to make it look like he's in a yeah, wrestling match. I agree. With it you opens that. the door for for AJ to show more of his savage side. It'll be more brawling for sure, and, and, and which also uh, opens the door 
four more reckless bumps and not, not reckless and like not smart. Well, none of these bumps are smart, but essentially just like I'm, I'm excited to see what they got planned. You know what I mean? It kind of reminds me of uh, Angle and um and Shane King of the Ring. You know what yeah. I mean? So oh, yeah, I'll, I don't think you could think about this match without thinking that. Yeah, you know, and if I anyone mean, knows the inner happenings of that match, you know those guys are both severely hurt. Yeah, and they carried such a great match at that King of the Ring. And, and someone had uh, they mentioned or like they said with Shane O'Mac, every match he's in. You don't forget, you always remember. You know, I mean, and I mean, the only thing, the only, uh, what I what I said in response to them, like, well, the only thing is, you know, a lot of people have soured on that Taker match last year, but the difference between it's, it's Taker and AJ. AJ's in, perhaps, if not already, but he he's in the prime of his career. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's able to he's do up there in age and everything. Yeah, yeah. So he's more. He there's more opportunity and more of a uh, there's more push and shove, as so to speak, as far as. Uh, having more to be able to perform, having more to be able to do, because what a guy like Taker is kind of limited. You know and I, mean? I think what people of AJ too, I, and I get it, you want him to have more of a meaningful match at Mania. And there's no nothing more meaningful than being in the main event of Mania. But I think at this point in his career too, and like we said, given his age and, and you know, just the season, you know, vet in him, this is going to be a good, like, uh, I don't want to say accolade, but moment for him. Like, this is going to be a WrestleMania moment. Like, you know, him versus Jericho period. was awesome last year, yeah, but period. it was the third time they did it, you know. Um, and the only thing, I, it was a good match. The only thing I remember is that he lost and had red tights on, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But this year, he gets to go against Shane McMahon, and I think that's going to be something more memorable for years to come. And like I said, because of the uncertainty of what can or will happen, mm-hmm. um, that's where the buzz is it's surrounding. Yeah. I mean, to be, to be honest, like, I mean... We'll get into it a little bit more, but one of this is one of the matches I am excited about. I only have about two or three matches I'm really excited, super duper excited about going into Mania. This is one of them for sure. But um, uh, we're gonna uh, take another break. Uh, we're gonna actually talk about a brand new sponsor we have, EEW Sports. And uh, yeah, man, check them out. We'll be back. Hey, yo, what's going on? It's Quincy Jones, go from the Quincy Jones Show. Just want to introduce you guys to a brand new sponsor we got here on the show, EEW Sports. EEWsports.uk, a UK-based website that covers and focuses on all the going-ins and going-outs of the wrestling business, rumors, injuries flaring up. He said, she said, these guys got it covered. You're looking for your one-stop shop? This is the place to go, EEWsports.uk. They actually just started up a brand new series called The Shoot Series, where they interview all these indie wrestlers, ask them a few questions about their career and everything else. Plus, they just started doing this countdown to WrestleMania. They've been dropping the best WrestleMania matches, just to give us a little nostalgia. They already dropped my man, HBK versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 25, and they actually just dropped the very first TLC match as well. So you're going to want to check them out. Shoot these guys a follow, EEWsports.uk on WordPress. And, of course, you're going to want to follow them on YouTube. All that and more from across the pond. This is The Quincy Jones Show. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. And what's going on? We're back, and um, you know what? This is it. It's about that, that time, Doc. It's about that time. That he's that uh, time. he's promoted for it. You waited for it, and uh, we're excited to finally unveil the the first uh, segment of all segments. Uh, you know, presented to you by one half of the show, Doc Lesnar. Doc Lesnar, take us away. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, for all the listeners, you guys are getting ready to embark on the very first inaugural segment by yours truly, Doc Lesnar, the hip-hop hybrid right here at the Quincy Jones Show. And uh, I just want to invite you guys, without further ado, to the first segment of High Spots and Low Blows. And away we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you've all waited for it, and it's finally here. The high spots and low blows segment of the show. And it's your one and only hip-hop hybrid, Doc Lesnar. And, uh, yeah, you know, I just want to kick off this segment. We're going to do it short and simple this time. I'll usually do uh, both shows in the week. But this time, you know, just because it's the beginning of uh, something great, I might add, uh, we'll only do a Raw for this uh, this week. And uh, you guys let me know how you like it, and uh, we'll just keep going from there. And uh, so the way this works is just let you guys know, you know, based on the programming, the storylining, the threading, the just the way everything's booked, what I deem to be, you know, a high spot, something that makes you go, this is an awesome thing. Or a low blow, something that just feels like, you know, for lack of a better term, a shot right to the nuts. And uh, we'll start off, you know, with Raw. We got the uh, Samoa Joe against Zayn match, um, which I thought was phenomenal. And we talk about this on the show. Um, you know, some of the high spots for me were the incredible Torpedo DDT. Now, uh, we spoke about this earlier. You know, it just looked really good. We've seen him hit it before um, a little bit. Uh, Zane, uh, I might add, is one speaking of, but we've, we've seen him hit the tornado DDT before, or torpedo DDT, I should say. And, uh, you know, back in his indie days, uh, as El Generico, uh, but you know, it's one of those things where you didn't think it'd be a move that would translate on over to his NXT slash WWE debut. Um, and so it's kind of cool they've let him, uh, you know, kind of gave him the creative reins to keep doing it, uh, as he sees fit. We don't get it every match, but, uh, you know, notably, he's hit it quite a bit on guys like, you know, like, um, we'll say like uh kevin owens you know guys like that but as samoa joe just you know the timing uh everything about this the presentation the, the way it looked on tv um you know it, it, as if somebody that was a casual fan just tuned in and that was the first thing they saw uh th they would be highly amazed by that i felt and uh you know i, I just thought the uh the uranagi that was in the uh corner as uh he went for the haluva kick and, uh, you know, J uh, I know Joe followed up with the Coquina Clutch. It was, it was just a good finish, I thought. And uh, I, I thought that got a high spot as well as that corner in Siguri that uh, Samoa Joe's known to pull off. And I just thought the, the timing of that as well was snapped off really good. And, uh, you know, Zayn just sold it very well. Now, the low blow of the situation is uh, I just thought there was a little bit of uh, overselling by uh, Sami Zayn. Um, you know, now, granted, he is one probably if not one of the the best seller they have on the roster going today uh it just felt like there was just a little bit of uh overselling not as bad as the hbk uh hulk hogan uh situation which many of you guys remember that when uh hogan refused to do the job for hbk and uh so hbk decided well i'm just gonna make this match look as ridiculous as possible wasn't anything close to that there were just a few things um i felt were just maybe a little overplayed uh you know there's times where Zane was starting to get a little bit of steam going, and uh, then he, you know, as soon as he'd get something uh, or put a combo together, he'd take one, you know, just one snap, one selling punch, uh, or, or just uh, just any form of attack from Joe, and uh, he he would just fall straight back down, you know. And I, I get selling it, uh, especially with him being the underdog, but I just didn't feel like it was totally necessary to to, uh, you know, we we know Joe's the destroyer. Look at him, you know. So let's move on. Uh, you know, uh, I I will say uh, we'll go to the Charlotte 
and Dana Brooke match. Um, I uh, talked about this also on the show where I felt that the high spot was that Dana had a great outing. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of people who have uh, argued about some of the NXT call-ups, um, you know, guys like Apollo Crews, a lot of people say he could use some seasoning. Um, uh, you know, uh, athletes like uh, Nia Jax and Dana Brooke uh, have also been called into questioning to see if they're even, you know, main event ready or main roster ready. Um, as some of the green does show uh, a lot, protrudes through, you know, especially on the main cam when we're watching these, uh, you know, these shows on a weekly basis. Uh, but, you know, I thought Dana Brooke looked really good, you know, um, and I thought, you know, uh, also in, in in addition to her amounting to great offense, and you know, Charlotte sold very well. You know, showing her veteran side uh, in terms of being, you know, her, what her role is in the women's division. Um, I lot I liked a lot of the um, post match antics as well. Charlotte, you know, kind of sweeping up, uh, you know, the the, the uh, competition, so to speak. You know, she kind of, uh, I believe, she did a little bit of the uh, Jericho, you know, hand clap. Uh, I know she had uh, kind of kicked. Uh, Dana out as well, clearing the ring for, uh, you know, the, the one true queen uh, who shouldn't have to share the spotlight with anyone. Uh, so I, I really thought those were dope uh, uh, or th those antics of hers were great. Uh, as far as the low blows of the situation, I wasn't a fan of the finish. You know, um, uh, we, we saw Dana. She was fighting, 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 you know, had a good aggressive side. It was showing that she was more than just a lackey or, or a protege, you know. And I just felt like as much as she was starting to garner that good momentum, uh, Charlotte winning with a big boot finish, um, I, I felt kind of devalued any of her efforts. Uh, now, uh, uh, you know, mind you, I, I get that Charlotte is, you know, eons above uh, Dana in terms of in-ring uh, prowess, you know, and, and obviously if not just for her, uh, you know, in-ring ability, I mean, her name alone, you know, but I also felt that, you know, a big boot finish is something that, you know, Charlotte would have done against a jobber or someone at NXT. Um, you know, I get why they did it. I just felt like maybe it was a little bit of undoing of uh, all anything Dana had put forth you know, in, into the matchup. So uh, now as we keep going, uh, I will say we'll we'll get into the highlight reel segment. I thought the high spots were just Y2J, um, you know, using the the things he did, the the Twitter conversation, the the old picture of uh, Kevin Owens as a teenager. Um, I even liked, you know, some of the things where he said he had to, um, you know, take back some of the, you know, the hospital visit, the glass out of his face, the bumps, the bruises from all the bullets he took uh, to help protect the universal title. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was really good how he even said, you know, he would love to see the surprise face of Kevin Owens, uh, the same face that is a fan of Jericho, you know, or was a fan as a teenager, show up at Fastlane and see exactly, uh, you know, who what he got himself into. And that's face-to-face uh, -face with his one-time uh, idol of sorts. You know, I thought that was really well done. Uh, my only thing, only gripe in the low blow in this situation to me was – there was too many mans, you know, I, I, and this is something we've talked about on the Quincy Jones show. I feel like they're kicking a dead horse with that, you know, um, and I granted it does get over. You know, I'm sure it's one of the, you know, one of the more popular sayings that he has, you know, retorted back to him when he's walking through, you know, a hotel or a lobby or, you know, the uh, airport, things like that, you know, and uh, which I totally get. I mean, and I'm sure he's looking at it as, you know, what's getting him over the most, but. You know, I, I feel like the list is is the thing that's getting him over the most. But, you know, just back to the man thing, I just feel like if they're going to keep doing it, only one of them should do it between him and Kevin Owens in terms of uh, building up to this WrestleMania match. But um, it, it just seemed like there was too many uh, in too short of a time. You know, he started off saying, you know, the fans of Jericho, cheer me on, man. And, 
Then he's like, oh, he was a fan of Jericho. He was marking out, man. And, you know, they were both really good. I just felt like one could have been chosen to get the, you know, just kind of get the whole idea across. Other than that, I didn't have too much to uh, complain about. I really like that segment. Now, moving on, we had the uh, Brian Kendrick match against TJ Perkins. Brian Kendrick went over um, in a pretty quick fashion. Uh, in terms of the high spots, uh, I just kind of felt uh, it was really cool to see the slice spread number two. I haven't seen that in a while. I know he's been kind of taking it out. Um, you know, more, uh, more and more uh, lately as he's been getting on 205 Live and a lot of the things that are developing between him and Akira Tozawa. Uh, but I thought the uh, bait and switch of sorts uh, with the Wrecking Ball dropkick was really cool, too, on TJ's part. Uh, kind of showed, you know, that he could adapt to any situation, you know. And um, again, you know, that kind of stuff, those little nuances count, you know, in, in terms of trying to make the fight look real, you know. And um, so uh, I would say my low blow on that is I just felt like, uh, you know, TJ had that spot where he... Um, was running to the corner, almost collided with the with the referee. Uh, and, you know, he kind of started talking to the ref a little bit. You know, it, I just felt like there wasn't really any believability there. It seemed like it took too long, to a little bit too much jaw jacking going on there. Um, and basically, uh, you know, he used this to blind feed into Kendrick's finish. And, um, you know, uh, also, uh, in you know, in a, just another thing I just was not a fan of in terms, you know, of the low blows of the segment was uh, the post-match promo Kendrick did. Uh, you know, it, it. I understand what it was used for, but, um, you know, it was passable at best to me as he seemed like really exhausted and out of breath. Uh, for And to me, I feel like I, I had to like identify that because the match didn't take too long. It, it almost felt like a squash match. And I felt like for putting in so little work, um, you know, on his end, it's kind of crazy to think he was so, you know, out of breath. So, you know, to me in that segment, I thought that was a low blow. Um, yeah, it just kind of uh, it makes me wonder how he's going to be on the mic, you know, heading forward, you know. And uh, but as we move on, we got the Nia Jax uh, match, no DQ match, I should say, against Bailey. Um, and I thought some of the best spots uh, or high spots, I should say, was Nia's uh, in-ring work. I felt like it's improved. Um not as fast a rate as it would with uh, Braun Strowman, who's just been making strides and, and being comfortable who he is as a character and his role and his place on the roster, um, you know, and, and, and his place on the show as well. But uh, Nia, you know, she, it's been a slow burn, but I've slowly begin to uh, garner a, a little bit of more um, happiness with, with what she's doing in the ring. I think she's starting to understand her role as well. Uh, she is uh, the heavy of the of the uh, roster, you know, the women's roster and the, the division overall. So um, I, I enjoyed a lot of the things she was doing. A lot. Of, she added a little nuances that she probably had not been so keen to leading up to uh, matches like these and with matches with Sasha. But you know, more notably, like the Snake Eyes was uh, really good. Um, her, you know, uh, uh, throwing Bailey into the barricade and uh, trolling the crowd was just awesome to me. You know, she knows that she's using the crowd, you know, which is good and. I, I love the tilt a whirl shoulder breaker um, as well as like there's like a modified cobra clutch that she had put on Bailey, which I, I thought kind of spoke to uh, the arsenal that she has yet to really unleash uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what she can do in the ring. And uh, of course, you know, we mentioned it early on the show, but that barricade swing spot uh, again, you know, something we've seen before. Uh, I know Cesaro's done a variation of it where he's actually swinging you from your legs uh, side to side, uh, you know, to the barricade behind him. But this one was a little different. Uh, she grabbed the hair and it was whipping Bailey back and forth. And, um, you know, like we discussed, I think it was, it looked really good. It looked believable 
going back to my earlier point of making these fights, you know, seem and feel real, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you, you will always have the niche crowd that have been watching uh, for yesteryears and generations to come. But it's the common, or I won't say common, but the casual fan. That's who you want to try to, uh, you know, whose butt you want in the seat. You know, the, the one that's uh, turning in between channels when the commercial breaks on and they see something crazy like that that uh, looks real. And I thought what made it look real was um, Nia's size uh, versus Bailey's heart, you know, as, a, as an underdog. And just thought that was really good. Um, in addition to all that, uh, Bailey's selling was really good. Uh, the uh, Bailey's crossbody from the top looked really good. Um, and, you know, I just thought the finish was great. Nia's Samoan drop looked just spot on. And, uh, you know, I, I really just couldn't ask for a, a better match. Uh, but, you know, from there, we go to the low blows. And, uh, you know, I just we talked about it earlier. I just thought it was kind of funny that there was no involvement from the other women uh, going into this match. You know, um, my brother, Quincy Jones, go said it best. Uh, you know, you go from having a 33 percent chance uh, as one third of the women in the match to 25 percent now being one fourth of it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of arguable, you know, in the logical situation that, you know, you got Charlotte, who is the heel. And you got Sasha, who's been teasing this tweener, uh, you know, type of activity. Um, you know, and it's one of those things where you see him backstage watching. And um, it, it kind of makes you curious, like, well, at what point do you go from watching the match to getting involved in a match? Because I know me personally, on a selfish level, I'd wanted to stay a triple threat, you know, because the odds are better. Um, and then on top of that, you got a woman who's as gargantuan as Nia. Um, you know, you know that the odds are going to be on her in terms of just general strength and, and uh, you know, just from a presence um, standpoint, you know. And so uh, I thought that was a little unrealistic that uh, especially with the no DQ stipulation, you know, you've had these like real muddy and, 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 you know, as they call it, dusty finishes the last couple of weeks with Sasha kind of sticking her nose, you know, uh, in, in Bailey and Charlotte's business, sticking up for a friend Bailey or so it seems, um, you know, which, that, you know, whatever her true motive is, is a conversation for another day. But it, it kind of seems a little ridiculous that, you know, at a time where the stipulation would allow that to happen without any kind of controversy, uh, that's not, you know, that's the time where neither women, especially the heel and Charlotte, uh, ch choose to uh, to step in and make the presence known, you know. So, but uh, yeah, you know, I, I just felt like uh, it could have been a little better on a storyline um you know standpoint but uh as we move on uh we also have you know what this is actually not a match but it's i, I pop for this you know um a high spot for me i, I kind of like that uh snickers commercial that aired it was sheamus and rick flair and uh you know which it, it was kind of bizarre to see those two do anything together uh, you got sheamus who's uh in a tanning bed he comes out looking redder than a tomato you know especially with his white skin is you can't help but notice that and uh, as he comes out, he doesn't have a care in the world, which is uncharacteristic of the Seamus we know being broadcast on TV. And uh, you got Ric Flair. He he shows up in uh, not one of his traditional robes, but a, a robe nonetheless. And, uh, you know, and they're just kind of having a woo off, you know, which uh, I, I, I I can relate. I, you know, I love to woo from time to time, you know, and strut my stuff and, uh, you know, throw my jacket on the ground, maybe an elbow drop, knee drop here and just style and profile myself. So, uh, you know, the tagline was you're confused when you're hungry. Um, probably not the best market 
uh, marketable, uh, you know, commercial involving uh, a WWE superstar. But I, I kind of popped just in the sense of it seems so uncharacteristic, but it was still funny at the same time. Now, on the low blow of uh, something that's not wrestling related, we were announced that Tanache is going to be uh, singing America the Beautiful at WrestleMania. And the only reason this is a low blow, and it's nothing to do with her as an artist, is, you know, typically, and I can say this, you know, being on both sides of the spectrum, a hip-hop artist and a wrestling fan, you know, a lot of wrestling fans do not like their, you know, their sport to be convoluted with hip-hop artists or, or artists in general you know there's not really been a lot of uh performances in the past whether it's been diddy or kid rock or you know i think with the exception of uh you know lemmy and motorhead uh playing uh triple h out a couple years ago and of course you have uh the band um you know the name escapes me now but uh you know performing with dx and doing their their theme live uh there's not there has not been a lot of um moments where the fans just usher in great performances so and then tanache is just not the biggest name you know um the and it's kind of funny that she was chosen so um low blow on that yeah you know uh so uh as we go from there uh we're gonna go ahead and uh transition to the uh sheamus uh cesaro and sheamus they defeat the club and enzo and Cass in a two-on-four handicap match uh you know i'll i'll say in terms of high spots uh we did get a pretty solid promo from enzo and Cass. you know they did kind of use a older rhetoric uh you know from when they had a run-in with them uh prior um you know earlier uh, or maybe might have been the middle of last year uh you know just kind of attacking the mr clean uh uh you know uh look-alike thing the baldness and things like that um you know but it was a good how you doing moment uh i will say it was better than the march madness uh in my opinion uh but as, as after that um you know we don't really have in my opinion too many high spots after that you know the match i felt was kind of a letdown uh which takes me to the low blows because uh you know stephanie i, I felt set a really good table here with uh some sort of controversy that could have happened you know, with, uh, you know, you may have uh, you know, earned your spot to WrestleMania, which is a big deal for anybody to go, whether you're in a tag team or not, um, especially when there's a title on the line. It makes that opportunity that much more sweeter. So when you earn it fair and square uh, through one regime and then that regime is fired and uh, in, in terms of punishment, you were uh, told you have to re-earn this opportunity uh, just because you showed uh, a little bit of uh, favoritism or, or you know, you contributed some gratitude to that regime, uh, that regime being Mick Foley, um, you know, and you're punished by, you know, having to face both of your opponents, four men in a handicap match. It kind of make you know, makes you think it kind of makes you think, you know, how would this work? And so in cast, you know, big time faces, how, how are they going to, you know, coexist with uh, the heel champs in the club? And then you're also wondering, yeah, you know, Seamus is a brute. You got uh, Cesaro, you know, Swiss Superman. And uh, it just makes you wonder, how are they going to pull this off? You know, I mean, the, the individually, they're both strong guys. But, you know, that's four men against two men uh, in, in one match. But I, I just felt with the delivery of this, you know, where it broke down into, you know, the club. They attacked Enzo and Cass for, you know, the, the uh, you know, them just kind of being berated, insulted, you know. And then, and we, you know, after that, we get the heart attack uh, bro kick spot, which, you know, I could add to the high spots, but I just felt after that, the boom shakalaka on top of the champs, it just, it's a big low blow for me. Um, as I feel the champs have not really garnered much momentum since winning those straps. And, uh, when you put straps in somebody, you know, you, you, you have them represent your division as a whole. And so when the other guys in the, in the situation, in the triple threat, Enzo and Cass and the, 
and and um you know Sheamus and Cesaro and they're looking better than the champs and, and you know let's not just say it's just them looking better it's also like guys like Roman Reigns who I feel the champs have been fed to all just for the sake of uh, making Reigns look look strong against Strowman and, and heading into, you know, this uh, fight with Taker at WrestleMania. It just doesn't do any favors for the champs, you know. Um, you don't want the champs to ever look bad, in my opinion. So uh, I got to say uh, a lot of low blows on that situation. As I said earlier, I just felt like, you know, there was a table that was set so well for a meal that was just so lousy, you know. And, uh, you know, from then on, we got the uh, Austin Aries against Tony Nese match. Now, I had a lot of high spots here. Love that Nice was very aggressive. He was, uh, you know, kind of dressed down verbally by Aries not too long ago. Uh, you know, he was actually in line that seemed to possibly get a title shot. Uh, then he got, uh, he had a minor injury, you know, and uh, essentially you could say Aries took a spot, uh, you know, in earning his spot on in the Fatal uh, Five way on 205 Live. But so I liked how Nice started aggressive, kind of let him know, hey, I'm not here to play games. Uh, I am a premier athlete, and I'm here to show it, not just in my wrestling technique. Like, I'm I'm just superior, you know? And so I like the aggressiveness by Nice. Uh, love the ear slap by Aries. Uh, you know, just classic Aries, and it was uh, done well. Um, again, if a casual fan were to, you know, change channels during a commercial break, during a big game, you know, got March Madness going on. Um, you know, if they were to uh, change channels and, and saw, you know, ear slap like that, it, it looked a little authentic, you know, something. Yeah, it looked like a cheap trick, but it looked like it really kind of antagonized the guy, you know. Uh, from there, we had a cool little uh, kick and sweep combo by Nice, another one of uh, Tony Nice's like trademark uh, go to moves when when he's uh, competing in the ring. Uh, but what I really love was Aries. Uh, he had a heat seeking missile that just, you know, that body press uh, where he dives underneath the second rope is just bar none, just incredible. I don't. It's not not a lot of guys who are able to pull it off. Granted, uh, he is the you know he has the kind of size and stature that wouldn't allow uh, a few guys who are known for their high spots to pull something like that off. But you know there hasn't been anyone that I've seen that has been able to do it uh, at all. That's who are at the same stature and and size as Aries. Um, in my opinion, you know, a guy like Kalisto, um, I think is, is a really good example, but I haven't seen him do anything like that. You know, so I thought that that heat seeking missile, the fact that there's still. Um, you know, to just to, they're still allowing him to do him, I think is really cool. Uh, from there, you got the middle rope neck breaker, uh, really good, really good move. Kind of surprising that Aries does it in the role he's in now. It's just, in my opinion, it seems like more of a heel thing to do. You're using the uh, leverage of the middle rope to help snap the neck back up. But uh, again, another good, uh, it looked good, you know. And um, the the palm, the open palm chop by Aries, also another staple by him, looked great, along with that chest breaker and STO combo, um, you know, and that pendulum uh, elbow. Just, I, I love how he's building up. The anticipation for that, you know, the diehard fans would know what that is, um, you know, and if those of you who don't know the spot, it's when he's got you in the middle of the ring, he's looking side to side and he starts swinging back and forth and uh, he hits you, uh, uses that momentum of the swing to hit you with the elbow and uh, it looked great. And from then uh, we had the uh, front flip fireman's carry to just just um miraculous missile drop kick, just great angle, great height, great just hang time you know just drilled right through uh tony niece and this finishes off with the uh discus five arm as uh cory grace had coined it um and you know I, I thought it was really well uh really well done um i'd say low blow for me on that not a fan of the name per se um maybe if it was you know I, i'm not sure if the correlation is a five star versus a four star um i i just don't think it was they did a really good job to uh to you know translate that from commentary to um uh, to viewer but um 
you know, other than that, um, you know, there wasn't much I, I did not like about the match. It served its purpose. Um, you know, and just a side note, I thought Neville's post-match promo where, you know, he said he could obliterate him like the rest, but at the end of the day, he's beneath him. Uh, and he's no threat to the king. And, uh, you know, watching Ares' uh, ego spiral out of control is the only thing that's going to make uh, the inevitable victory at Mania a little bit more satisfying, uh, which I, I thought, you know, kudos to Neville. He went from being a guy who wasn't the best on the mic. Um, you know, it's one of those things where he visit. You know, it's he has a visible lisp, um, as do I. So you know, I, I have no <laughs> no qualms about anyone that that's able to perform under that. I mean, you got guys like whether it's uh, you know Russell Simmons from you know who's a hip hop mogul to guys like uh, Ric Flair. You know, a lot of people don't notice that, but you know, even more notably, Dusty Rhodes had a, a lisp. And you know, you, you're talking about all greats in their own fields, whether it's hip hop or the pro wrestling world and uh they didn't let that stop him and i'm glad that neville's kind of added to that you know he's uh he's got a different type of voice the accent also kind of hinders uh you know or has hindered him in the past but he's found his own and and i really like that about him you know and so uh from then you know the only thing we got left is the uh, roman reigns versus Strowman match uh high spots in the whole you know the whole match across the board i uh really enjoyed uh, just the 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 action going on here. It didn't feel like a big fight uh, like it did on the pay per view, but it still gave you a little glimpse of that. You know, you already know these guys have a I won't say storied history, but have somewhat of a history for at least the last two months um, or so. And uh, you know, it was good to see uh, Braun get that "can't wait to get my hands on you" moment. Uh, Reigns did a good job um, in terms of just selling, and and you know, it's one of those things where you need a guy like Reigns to get a guy like Braun over. Um, and, and because again, it goes back to believability. You know, a guy as big as Braun, you know, undoubtedly has the you know physical uh, advantage. I, I would say to anybody watching. And so, if you don't really sell that in the ring like Roman has, you know, I, I think it's been um, you know, it, it's not as believable. You know, and uh, you know, it, that's something I've I had a gripe with with Roman before. Uh, you know, I felt like the match with KO where Strowman uh, first interfered, and you know, he he uh, he, he took out. Roman, he choke slammed him on a table that did not break. So it's just dead weight coming down. Then you 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 running power slam him uh through a table. And that's on top of KO frog splashing the guy through a table off the top rope to the, you know, to the to the floor, arena floor, you know. And I, you know, I've said my gripe where Roman came back that following Monday did not sell a thing while Owens was selling everything about that match, you know, or um, it, it, or even, uh, you know, going on to Strowman and Roman's uh, fast lane match, you know, Roman, I felt, didn't even sell the fact that the turnbuckle exploded almost, uh, you know, the, the go home episode of that when they were doing the contract signing. And so, you know, that's why I think this week, I think maybe he's there's a light that's turned on, um, you know, and uh, so, yeah, high spots on that. And, uh, you know, I think the only low blow I could go here is, um, and this is biased, is because I'm the resident Undertaker fan, you know, and I just didn't like Undertaker eating a spear. <laughs> uh, but no, all seriousness, um, I, I would say, uh, also in the high spots, that choke slam uh, to a guy the size of Braun Strowman, good God, you know, uh, kudos to everyone in that, that, you know, that made that happen as good as it did, it took timing, poise, preparation, and professionalism, you know, and Undertaker has all those things, and it's kind of cool to see him bestow some of that on Braun, as Braun just did great taking that choke slam. Um, he's visibly bigger than a guy the size of the Undertaker, and obviously younger, and um, 
I think it's no no secret that Undertaker uh, just can't go as, as much as he used to, as as much as that pains me to say. Um, you know, I can't sit here and be naive, you know, and uh, I, I thought that was well done. Now, the low blow to me, uh, I, I just felt that, um, you know, the, the sort of like seconds that he took uh, before he turned around for that spear, uh, I think were a little bit unnarrated or unexplained by the commentators. You know, uh, again, we had a sort of uh, debate about it. I felt that maybe he was... Uh, you know, kind of wincing from pain. Uh, Quincy feels that he kind of realized he made a mistake. Either way, I, I feel like it wasn't well illustrated, but um, that spear was monstrous. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I just, I think it just did what it was supposed to do uh, in terms of strengthening the story. Um, but I, I will say um, I am not in the camp of Roman Reigns. You will not retire the taker. The dead man will live on. And that's all I got to say about that. Now, if you've hung on this long, I just want to thank all you listeners. You have just survived the very first segment of Doc Lesnar. High spots and low blows. What we thought was awesome and what was just a shot to the damn nuts. Thank you very much. And uh, stay tuned for Doc Lesnar and high spots and low blows. Take it away, Quincy. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and we're back. You guys just heard the first installment of uh, Doc Lesnar, yeah. the hip-hop hybrids, high spots and low blows segment. It's I like that. I don't know what you thought. It's one in, it's one of the books. Like one in the can, sir. One, you know what I mean? So definitely, I know you've been, uh, like I said, advertising for it for a couple of weeks. It's finally here. You it's just dropped it. Up, you know, ad space, you know. You know what I mean? And uh, if you like what you heard... By all means, hit up Doc Lesnar. I am Doc Lesnar at, at Twitter and Doc Lesnar on IG. Let him know what you think. Uh, maybe something else you want him to talk about. Maybe he'll put it on the show. We'll see what's up. But that was Hass Bats and Low Blows. But uh, we're getting ready to get out of here, man. Uh, but, of course, we didn't want to get out of here without doing a little bit of predictions for Mania. We are one week away. So, uh, yes, man, we are. I'm just going to throw a match, man. Rapid fire. Let's do this. So, uh, you know, on the SmackDown side of things, we got to believe you, you coined a whoever's available match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as who wins this, I, I don't know. Um, I'm hoping to see somebody new. I'm not against Alexa. There's a lot of people that are, I, I guess they they don't really support her reign, but they support her looks and her booty, among yeah, other yes. things. And uh, so, uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think she's been doing pretty well. Uh, the only thing I could really predict here is I, I think maybe uh, whoever's available, there could be you know the the debut of someone new, someone old. Or maybe Naomi comes back. You know what I mean? I don't know how yeah. serious the injury was, but I think it would be cool. I mean, she talked about walking in as champ, but, I mean, there's nothing better than walking out of WrestleMania as champ. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, that's what I got for that. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, you know, I got to agree with you. I feel like uh, for the jump, uh, although it was executed well on TV with Daniel Bryan and everything, which yeah. was a smart, you know, smart play, I kind of feel like it was a swerve to maybe just set up for another feel-good moment. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Naomi come back. I have heard the rumors that maybe there are some older names coming back. Yeah. Um, but you know, I uh, I feel like it'd be cool. I'm gonna go, I guess, somewhat of a dark horse. I'm gonna go with uh, Natty on this one. Oh yeah, you know what? I mean, I wouldn't be mad. I think it's time for her to. I mean, it is it is a new title. I think she kind of deserves it. She's been on the roster for a while, but yeah, I think that's a good pick. Um, you know, on let's keep things going. Uh, kick it back to the other side of things with the women's title. Uh, we have now the the oh, yeah. four way. Yeah, that's right. Um, straight away, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a Sasha Banks uh, heel turn. Maybe she wins the title. I know Bailey just got this team rolling, so who knows? They may want to keep it on her, but uh, I'm hoping for. Uh, I don't. I don't want to see Charlotte win. 
I, I don't think she needs it uh, another reign this quick uh, in her career. I mean, 2017 just started, so I'm really hoping for. I mean, you know, if Bailey wins, Bailey wins, but I'm really hoping for uh, Sasha Banks' heel turn, even if that if that doesn't mean that she walks away with the title, at least a little seeds planted. You know what I mean? But oh yeah, I, I agree with you right there too. I mean, I feel like this time next year, Charlotte will probably win a title another three times, just at the rate that they've been giving it to her. So I, I agree with you. I, I don't think she needs to start the uh, I guess the new year in wrestling terms from uh, you know the day after Mania with the title. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you on this. I mean, I feel like uh, unless they're gonna show Bailey's strength. Um, coming out of this, uh, yeah. I think a Sasha Banks uh, heel turn, perhaps on Bailey. Um, you know, it is no DQ. Maybe there's some dastardly way, as Mark McFly would put it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, especially in in terms of talking about his girl from Boss Town. Oh know? yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Sasha on this one. Yeah, I'm out. And uh, moving, moving right along, um, cruiserweight championship. Uh, Neville Aries, you already know I'm excited about it. This is actually oh, yeah. one of the very few matches. I, I'd say about three or four matches. I'm really excited to see. This is one of them been really proud of where neville's been taking the the spotlight of where the cruiserweight division is i love uh how aries has been able to kind of rise up uh again you know leapfrog to the main roster but he's in a great position right now wrestlemania position i'm glad he actually is getting this this kind of opportunity uh win or loss i'm again i'm just happy for him but of course i'd love to see aries take it man oh 100 and i gotta agree with you uh you know neville's really uh helped elevate the uh the, the eyes on yeah. on the cruiserweight division um I, i'm kind of with you i'm kind of impartial i think both guys have done such a great job um and what they've done in a short amount of time yeah. uh you know and so either way we're gonna get a treat here but um i'm gonna play devil's advocate on this and uh you know with you and uh, i hope aries does get his big mania moment uh, and in terms you know he's always used to the a double level but there's no bigger stage to bring that level up than the wrestlemania no stage, definitely you know? that, that's definitely the case right there and then speaking of uh bringing things to a different level, Shane and AJ. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, Shane kind of set the tone with the, we talked about it with the elbow drive off the top. I, I think this opens up the floor for a lot of a lot of uh, great spots, a lot of good opportunities. Either way, I think it's going to open up the floor for it to be real memorable as far as the whole night. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, pulling for my boy AJ. I have a few different possibilities I like to kick around, but we can talk about that, the, the, the uh, you know, our, our post-mania show that we're going to be doing uh, next right. week with, with Mark McFly. But, you know, as far as uh, going all in, AJ Styles, no doubt. Yeah, I, I feel AJ, um, you know, he's probably the odds-on favorite here. And, uh, you know, and I know a lot of people are kind of griping. He didn't have a legit uh, fight like uh, a or match, match yeah. card in terms of, like, the Mania main event. But, um, you know, it's like last year, a lot of people kind of, you know, didn't like the Taker-Shane matchup. But yet they remember it because of that spot off the top of the cell. So I feel like, you know, with Shane McMahon and, and the thing, way he does things, we will get something memorable, which oh, is all we could ask for for AJ Styles. Yeah, we, we still talk about a lot of his other matches, especially with him and so yeah i think that opens the door for sure uh change a little bit older but then again he's bumping around with someone like aj styles and i like the undertaker from last year so yeah that's you know, why from last year showed age isn't a factor you know yeah yeah but i think with this because again i think i've said aj looking to be at his prime i think this is going to be a real good uh a real good back and forth you know what i mean i think like i said the possibilities are endless we're going to see some stuff again like you said it's going to be memorable yeah, and a great uh, challenge for a ring general like aj oh 100 percent. i mean and when you think about it he's in a good spot because shane again it's like his third match he's coming out for so i mean yeah i mean kudos to him on, on the opportunity i know he's going to do i mean look, look what he's done with the opportunities they've already given him his first year he's going to rock with this this is going to be an amazing match oh, yeah, those no two are going to knock it out the park yeah you know what i mean um and uh speaking about knocking out the park the miz has been knocking out the park the past couple oh, yeah. weeks man so i mean uh the miz and maurice versus cena and uh Bree, uh i'm sorry nikki bella rather uh you know i really i'm really hoping that miz takes this uh 
I've been enjoying what Miz has been doing, his character development, everything new he's been doing since he's been doing the SmackDown Live thing. I'd have to say, honestly, if there was a top three people carrying SmackDown Live, Miz is easily in that top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been enjoying, again, what he's been doing. I, I want to see this coming. I, I mean, also, you know, we haven't seen Maurice in the ring for a while. I think that might speak volumes of what to expect. Um, you know, maybe a little situation like Brie and Stephanie that, that we had, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, 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 you know, as much, I'm not, this isn't one of the most exciting matches I'm here to see, but I definitely want to see Miz maybe get the rub here. I think he deserves it. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him in the main event scene, let alone with John Cena. So I, I think, uh, you know, that in itself writes the, the drama going on into this match. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, I'm not, I'm not. You know, it's not the most uh, anticipated match to me, but I'm definitely intrigued by it. Um, mostly because of the things Miz has been spouting off in the past couple of weeks. Um, I, I'm intrigued to see how they're gonna finish this. You know, I mean, the, the rumblings are this whole matchup took place because it could be Nikki's last match. Um, you know, so yeah. it, it's one of those things where normally, you know, when it's your last match, you do the job, but you're also seeing his girlfriend. So, you know, it's kind of hard to see where they're going to go with this. But I'm I, I'm just, just right there with you. I want Miz to kind of get the rub from here because I feel like there's more money in him long term heading, you know, like after me. Yeah. Than there is Cena getting a meaningless win, you know, at, at Mania and um you know, and I'm intrigued by Maurice too. I've seen her getting uh, in shape a lot on, yeah, uh, on Instagram that. stuff. So I, I'm right there. I think it could be a Stephanie Bree situation yeah, as well. I, which, uh, I mean, also always adds to the match. But um, uh, speaking of uh, other things that uh, may add to the match, uh, Taker and, and Roman, we saw that spear. Uh, yeah. I think going in, this, I mean, it really put, uh, I want to say some heat on, on Roman, but it definitely put a target on his back. Uh, it's up one to one in the past coming weeks. Boom, chokeslam, boom, spear. Definitely interested. I mean, I, I, to be honest, like when it first started, uh, I had some reservations. Uh, I think more or less because I wanted to really see him and, and Cena. Um, but it's him and Roman. Um, Roman's doing his job of getting me to hate him <laughs> uh, going into this thing. So, you know, kudos to him. I definitely want to see Taker take the, the W and not take the L. Uh, but who knows? It is WWE. And, you know, they do like to do the whole, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, passing of the torch and and all that stuff. So I, I, who knows what's going on? But I will I, obviously I think it's no brainer for you as well. I'd like to see Taker uh, uh, take this. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I'm dead man all the way. Always have been. Yep. Um, you know, I, I I know I've kind of spoke on it an episode or so ago. I think the best way to go here, um, you still give Undertaker the the W, but um, make Roman look good. Whether it's in the form of a DQ, um, you know, he could put the dead man down without the dead man taking another WrestleMania L in my opinion. And, you know, I, I, I feel if it's not going to come with a heel turn, don't give Roman the W, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I, I can agree to that. And, um, you know, what was interesting, I don't know to get too, too much into it, but, um, as you, as we talked about, the Usos won the, the tag team championships and I'm t- talking smack, you know, mm-hmm. the Usos being heel, I'm talking smack. They showed that, uh, Roman had shattered them out for being new tag champs. Oh wow! Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting, um, but uh, yeah, moving on as far as uh, interest, uh, for sure. I don't think we need any interest, though. They keep trying to build it up. This whole Triple H, uh, Seth Rollins unsanctioned match thing. Uh, me and Mark McFly kind of called it. Still want to see it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just hope it's not another you know snooze fest like how we had Roman and Triple H, just with the the match style, oh, the no. pace, and everything. Uh, if this is an unsanctioned match, it's supposed to be a fight. I really hope we get a lot of it outside the ring. Uh, not so much where it's going to cause some type of worry for uh, Seth's well-being health-wise uh, with his leg and everything. I see him coming in the ring uh, 
whether it's ring ready or, or street clothes ready, he's going to be wearing that that brace either way, um, which is going to also help tell the story. So, I mean, obviously we want to see a student get the better of the teacher in this one. So I'm, I'm going Rollins, especially with him coming back. But I smell shenanigans. Uh, I don't know if you saw some of the pictures floating around from last night at a live event, but that's right. Yeah, uh, I, I won't. I won't really put it out there. But I mean, I'm, I'm thinking there may be a little bit of a Finn Balor action. Maybe who knows? If not Finn Balor, I mean, you can guarantee the KO or the Samoa Joe interference, possibly. But I agree with you. I think the knee brace is going to be on. I mean, I know uh, the the doctor uh, uh, Wilk. Um, he had said that you know the knee brace played a big part in him not no, aggravating yeah. his injury in a worse situation. So I think that's a given. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't. You know, he's going to be in there with Triple H. Triple H is going to take care of him. I, I don't see him really furthering any any damage to his leg. Um, I could see you know Seth maybe getting his uh, you know his justice, but still kind of being you know taking a beating where maybe he will be out a couple months oh, he's uh, to yeah. be a hundred percent. I can see that he's going to earn it. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, he's gonna uh, earn that W basically. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. He's gonna be the King Slayer. I mean, you don't come out with a T-shirt for a one of one. I don't think in WWE. But, you know what? I wonder though is if if it's unsanctioned, will there even be a ref, or if it's just gonna I, be till yeah, you stay down? That's true. I mean, and even then, how much time they're gonna take? I mean, this is Mania, so we all we know how things happen. Uh, yeah. I mean, even a couple years ago with the whole triple threat between uh, Randy, Kurt, and Rey Mysterio, they went from a nineteen minute match to a nine minute match. For the, and that was for the World Heavyweight title, yeah, which was crazy because uh, I guess a few matches before, including the, uh, the Shawn Michaels and, and uh, Vince McMahon match, ran a little bit too long. So, uh, you know, things happen. But then again, you know, uh, Brock and Goldberg may be short. And speaking of Brock and Goldberg, uh, that's probably possibly the big uh, uh, marquee match they got heading into this thing. They usually have a couple. This is probably the only uh, quote-unquote huge draw here uh, as far as uh, crossing different platforms. Uh, I think we all could could attest that we think Brock's going to win. Um, as far as that's not where my interest is with this match, I just I'm more interested to see how long this match is going to go. Is this really going to be a more of a back and forth between two beasts? Because I think that's what a lot of people are kind of owed at this point, um, especially to make up for that hogwash of a match they had with like 20, 20 years ago. Uh, where, you know, I, I think uh, like I said, uh, the fans would appreciate it more to see an actual match. It doesn't have to be. We, we don't. We're not expecting a wrestling spectacle. You know what I mean? But I think when you got two big forces like a Goldberg and a Brock, it is oh, unbelievable. Yeah. And then one bets in the other in five seconds every time. So, um, but yeah, I'm just really hoping to actually see something uh, not so drawn out, but, you know, something believable, something uh, that complements both of their abilities realistically. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where my head is at going. Into yeah, that. I mean, it, it's like you said, you got two powerhouses in there. It's the cliche irresistible force versus the immovable object, yeah, exactly. you know? Um, and I think what also makes it better, too, is this time around, instead of the, the fans being able to kind of shit all over it, is because you're not hearing any stirrings of whether or not guys are going to be leaving right after. Um, you know, to my knowledge, it seems like uh, Goldberg might be staying for another couple months. Um, and obviously, Brock, he's still locked in his contract. So that kind of helps out with uh, just your overall investment into the, you know, into well, the overall yeah, match. Just so the consistency post-mania as well. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to go, you know, I, I feel like it, it's going to be Brock. Um, they've given Goldberg tons of juice. Yeah. And they're just not going to get anything back on their investment with Brock and the type of money they're paying him and the type of contract they got him in to uh you know uh to to have him lose again on a, on the stage like wrestlemania depending so i'm gonna go with brock as well well depending on how much money he's getting paid i'd probably would show up and just on days that i feel like working and lose too yeah, very <laughs> you know true. what i mean but uh uh 
you know, but that, that feud is obviously has gotten personal, like you said, over the couple months. You know, uh, Goldberg's bested uh, uh, Brock for a while. Uh, another match that seems to get real personal, and I'm interested to see, is the Kevin Owens-Jericho oh, yeah. uh, match. The, I mean, and, and it's funny because we seem to forget that the United States title is part of that. Um, you know, they they did sign on for uh, a U.S. A United States championship match. Um, but with that in mind, um, I as much as I want Jericho to get the win, um, as much as it makes sense for a good guy to uh, finally get that retribution on the guy that kind of pulled the wool over his eyes and, you know, just got him where it hurt uh, when he was most vulnerable. Um, I do want to see Kevin Owens win this title. I think he'll do great things. Uh, he'll open up a whole new lane. Um, they haven't been doing much with the title lately. In fact, Chris Jericho has not even defended it in the past 30 days. So Man, he, not he's definitely not even technically the U.S. champion anymore. Uh, if we're going that route. But, uh, I mean, I think these guys are going to have a great match. I would have definitely loved to see it uh, more for the United... Uh, I'm sorry, the Universal Championship. Uh, I mean, that's a whole other story. That's another podcast we had a few few uh, episodes ago. But, yeah, uh, as far as this, I'm going in uh, KO, man. I'm going for the KO. I mean, obviously, uh, Kevin Owens. Yeah, I hear you, man. I, I, I'm, it's, I'm kind of conflicted too because uh, you know Jericho has taken, uh, you know, a, a long list of beatings, uh, you know, not just physical, but just in terms of tactics and stuff like that from KO. I mean, you're talking about, um, you know, like a six month or so period of just pretending, you know, and uh, uh, hiding under the guise of, yeah, we're best friends, you know, but you're actually using the the guy and the star power to help build your stock up and being the champion, you know. So, you know, I agree with you. I mean. Uh, WrestleMania's refuse go to to die essentially, and so you would want to see that come up and by the good guy. But um, you know, it's always about post mania, you know. And yeah. I, I don't know what Jericho's got on his docket. You know, obviously he does stuff with Fozzie and things like that. But I think in terms of uh, logically, I would like to see Kevin Owens in that role as the uh, reigning U.S. champion to kind of bring more prestige back to the title. You know, because it's been kind of forgotten and neglected this past uh or at least since the, the i would say since the brand split you know you didn't really care about when roman had it and you know you do you cared when jericho took it off of roman but that's because you, you didn't want roman with gold yeah, you didn't place, want you yeah know? i mean in a sense so i'm gonna go with ko on this as well man yeah yeah i mean i i think i don't know I, like i said i think that uh with jericho like you said there's uncertainty of what he's gonna be doing he's been killing it but i think ko would would benefit more post mania at a position where he's he's going to be on TV every week, at least he'll have a title, make the title mean something. I'm, I'm going to go KO as well. And I would say I'd like for him to win it without a Samoa Joe or anybody coming in, you know? No, 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 yeah. I, I, I definitely, yeah, I, I think it would it would be better for him. Uh, I don't know if necessarily that'll happen uh, just because of the uh, overhaul of uh, uh, interferences and stuff like that's been going on uh, between the four parties uh, that we're thinking of with Sammy, Chris, Kevin, and Samoa. Uh, and Samoa not being confirmed for having a match. Uh, well, we'll figure it out. But, I mean, other people, as far as uh, other people not confirmed to having a match, we can only assume Andre the Giant Battle Royal, a Memorial Battle Royal, they'll play a part in there. Uh, I don't have much to say about this one. Uh, all I can say is I think it may, it's just going to come down to uh, between Big Show and uh, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman getting the W, uh, which I think is, is good. He's he's grown. Yeah, I've right said it before. Uh, he's, he's been, yeah, I think it is the right thing to do. I think he's... Uh, He's done a lot. Uh, he's shown that he can handle the main event stuff too, as well. Uh, like I said, he's grown, um, definitely improved. Uh, I, I honestly see him, him or Big Show. You know what I mean? Because Big Show definitely was a little bit robbed as as far as uh, the whole Shaq thing. I didn't really want to see it, but I, I understand the capacity of the situation of him yeah. not being able 
to have that 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 moment for Mania and him having to kind of get thrown into this match. So, but uh, yeah, I see it going down between the final two, those two, Strowman for the win. Yeah, you know, with the Big Show above else, at least you know it motivated him to to get more more in shape, which is you know not for nothing, you know. But I I, I definitely agree with you. It sucks to kind of start the year thinking you got this Mania spot, and then it's kind of you know it's altered because it's out of your control you yeah. know but I, i'm gonna put all my money in, in braun i think uh they lost a little bit of stock in him when they let roman go over so clean um you know and at, at fast lane and i just feel like you know it could be a resurgence for him sort of like when uh baron won last year it kind of got the ball rolling for him uh you know going towards smackdown and, and things like that so uh, i think braun needs it he does, you yeah. know he's he's shown great promise so I mean, i'm going braun he still had a strong showing in that match at Fastlane with Roman, but uh, yeah, I, I, would I like like to see him go over? Yeah, I do understand that Roman had to kind of look stronger for the Taker match. Uh, yeah, I do as well, but uh, it doesn't negate the fact that I think he does deserve this win. I think it, it'll it'll put him in the place where he needs to be. Um, you did bring up Baron Corbin, so moving on, we got Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose for the Intercontinental title. That's right. Uh, honestly, I want to see uh, Corbin uh, do some good in this match. Um, I think... What I see is these two uh, fighting it out, slugging it out. Uh, maybe he doesn't win this one, but I believe, I think we were talking about it's either a bad blood or extreme rules that's coming up uh, afterwards. Uh, I, I think I could see a, a rematch there. Baron captures it, uh, captures the icy title there. Uh, Dean Ambrose fits well with an extreme rules confine. That's usually his MO. Um, but I think these two actually have a good match. I hope that they have something for us to talk about. The build hasn't been really too much to talk about. It has, you know, it's been a real good ups and then it just kind of like fizzled out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I am interested to see this match. I do want to see if Baron could touch his first little ounce of gold here in WWE, uh, you know, aside from the the, the Andre the Giant um, Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. Um, I got uh, Baron going, going into this as winning. Uh, and if not, I, I definitely see him picking up that strap in the next couple months. Yeah, you know, um, I, it's interesting because I, I feel the same way as you. I think if if he does not walk away with the title, um, he walks away with the WrestleMania experience um, yeah. and, and not in the form of a battle royal. You know, yeah. that's good to at least use that to get on the card, but to have your first one-on-one -on -one matchup at Mania, um, that, that's an accomplishment in itself. So um, I yeah, there's still a week to go, so there could be some sort of stipulation here. Uh, but I'm kind of with you on this. If, if um, you know, if Dean does, uh, you know, retain, uh, I, I see there being more, you know, complications down the line with Baron and the way he, you know, he likes to go after things he wants. And if he doesn't get it sure. the first time, he will take it. And sure. Um, I'm sure if, you know, the forklift spot wasn't enough um, post mania, there'll be, you know, more hell to pay. And I, I think it could be dragged out to an extreme rules type of match um where you know baron could use the environment against dean you know uh, which yeah. uh, would be good but i'm um, at the same time um i think it'd be great to you know you've been kind of prepping baron corbin for that main event level he's been saying he's wanted the challenges on talking smack um you know what better way to prove you know i mean he he thought he was going to walk out elimination chamber and he did look good but um maybe this is the time to pull the trigger like you said on giving this guy his first taste of gold yeah, I mean, uh, even, I mean, like I said, I was still dumbfounded back in the day when I, when he was originally part of the SmackDown uh, Survivor Series team, and then he just kind of, like, uh, flipped the switch back and said, oh, we're just going to replace him with Shane. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and, and, and to your credit, it is. This is his first one-on-one -on -one, uh, match, not his first feud, but first one-on-one -on -one match at a Mania last year. He appeared courtesy of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And um, so, yeah, this this will be a, definitely a test for him. I think he'll do well under the pressure. 
Um, and as far as uh, pressure, uh, there's a little bit of pressure regarding the tag team championship match. It's a triple threat tag team championship match on Raw for the Raw tag team championships. You got the the champs, the club, uh, defending against uh, the likes of Enzo and Cass, as well as uh, if I get this right, so Sheamus. You say it so effortlessly, I can't yeah, snap it off like Sheamus that. Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Oh, Cesaro. Oh, yeah, there's, okay. there's different variations. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love the IWC. Um, I think this will be a good match. Um, uh, at least be, because of the people involved. Uh, there's going to be obviously a little bit of entertainment factor there. There's going to be a little uh, wrestling and athleticism there. Uh, straight away, the club takes it. I just need the club to take that, man. They need, they deserve this uh, WrestleMania win, especially against two teams. I don't care if it's dastardly. I don't care if it's honorable. <laughs> I just need these guys to win. They deserve it. They've been uh, you know, being fed the Roman Reigns uh, for I mean, you, you pretty much touched on it and on the high spots and low blows, but uh, I, I'm gonna need these guys to take this W and uh, continue to dominate the tag uh, the tag team scene on Raw at least until the the drafts up. I mean, that's just where I see it. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, man. Um, I, I in terms of uh, ongoing momentum, uh, we've we've been very vocal about the start stop, um, you know, process uh, of the club. Um, and, and them coming up and, and to being like, you know, the the leaders of the tag division. Um, I, I feel like if you, if you have them drop the belts now, what's the point? You know, uh, they're a strong team. They need to go over at Mania. They need to go over, you know, at a stage like Mania. Yes. Um, you know, they've been all, quote unquote, all over the world, but, you know, they haven't been to WrestleMania. So I think yes. they need to walk out as champs. And 100%. just like you said, I don't care if it's clean or it's dirty. Um, the club needs to reign supreme, in my opinion. And speaking about clean or dirty, we got the last match, at least we hope. I, I would hope it to be the main event. Bray Wyatt defending his WWE Heavyweight Championship against the Viper Randy Orton, Mr. Uh, winner of the Royal Rumble. Uh, I'm excited for this match. This is another one of those matches I'm excited for. I'm excited because I wanted to see Bray uh, bring that W home. He deserves it. Last two WrestleManias, he kind of been screwed. Uh, you know, him and Taker, uh, him and Cena the year before that. Uh, the whole start and stop. Uh, he has a title now. I mean, um, and uh, not to say he's had a whole lot of time to really flex with it. Uh, we saw him at the SmackDown after uh, um, Elimination Chamber, a triple threat match. I haven't seen him too much after that. You know, he had the whole uh, Sister Abigail burning the house down thing. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm hoping these two uh, are the main event. I hope they go last, and I hope they, they no pun intended, burn the house down. Uh, word to Xavier Woods. Uh, I really want to see Bray win this. He deserves it. He needs to get back, and uh, this is the perfect opponent for him to kind of launch him to where he should have been this whole time. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I'm hoping he walks out of Mania, and that's the last face we see. I don't want to see Goldberg. I don't want to see Brock's face when they go off the air. I want to see Bray Wyatt holding that title, big old wicked smile, looking down at Randy Orton, telling him to follow the buzzard. Yeah, you know, I agree. And, you know, Bray's been pretty vocal lately with um, where he thinks that uh, him and Randy will fare in terms of uh, what'll, what'll be a better match, you know, because it's arguably, um, it, you know, they're trying to figure out what's going to be the main event. I think in, uh, you know, whatever match that the Royal Rumble winner is in, that should be the main event. 100%. Um, it's been like because that for... that's what they say. That's the that's yeah. the word uh, or the, oh, the turn the of phrase. tagline, yeah. Yeah, you know, you will go on to main event WrestleMania. So, I think they need to protect that, um, especially if if Goldberg and Brock is looking to be only you know under a ten minute match. Um, 100%. And I you know, going longer than that. At yeah, all. yeah, you know, and, and I feel like you know you're exactly right. I feel um, the the time is right. Randy's had more than enough uh, WrestleMania moments. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they even said, you know, in terms of championships, the only people who have more championships than Randy Orton or Triple H, John Cena, and Ric Flair. Um, you know, very good company. company. Great so, company, yeah. it, you know, there's no hurry to give it to him again. Um, I think he, he, you know, would it, would it be great to see him as champion again? Definitely, but you could say that for SummerSlam or something. I think at this point, the person, you know, the personal issues have been revved up so long you know for a long time that um you know i gotta go with the eater of worlds you know he seems like he's got a great appetite for destruction right now and i just want to want to see him get his just due at wrestlemania 100 man and um that's it man quincy jones show uh just episode number six we had uh the first installment of high spots and low blows we had some uh wrestlemania predictions and again um we said it earlier but catch us next week we're gonna be doing a uh post mania version of the quincy jones show with mark mcfly uh, that's right. The wrestling gods are going to link up again and uh, get it done, man. And uh, I want to say thank you to Doc. Uh, thank you to everyone that listened. Um, again, uh, you could reach us at the Quincy Jones Show on Instagram, Quincy Jones Show on Twitter, and backslash the Quincy Jones Show on Facebook. Uh, if you guys didn't check it out, you could peep it. United 909 just helped us out uh, making our very first little batch of merch, which is uh, the Quincy Jones Show uh, t shirt. So uh, definitely have information out about that, that soon. Too sweet, man. Oh, yeah, man. They're freaking too sweet. But, uh, yeah, man, um, you could also reach uh, Doc for any high spots and low blows or just even want to holler at him and bother him at uh, I am Doc Lesnar on Twitter. It's uh, Doc Lesnar on uh, Instagram as well as backslash Doc Lesnar on Facebook. And, um, yeah, man, before we get out of here, we didn't have a musical guest last week. Uh, it was kind of a stacked show. Uh, this week, uh, this guy, he's, he's been rocking with the show since uh, since we started, man. Uh, really cool dude. Um, nerdy Dirty. Brand new track by Nerdy Dirty. And um, yeah, man, again, thanks for your support and thanks for everyone else's support. Uh, hit us up on iTunes and SoundCloud, subscribe. And if you want to join the mailing list, hit me up, the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. And away we go.
wasn't like Drake started at the bottom More like I was rock bottom Them and them rock bottom I dip and jab to the left uh. I am legend I never met Jazzy Jeff I'm about a Hulk fist You after Thor's hammer so Jaden Smith Never end and make a bitch melt I rap white gold, no Ms. Belt He's returned with a backpack and a pen Can't spell legend with no L, so thanks again Rappers look big, but they juicy Too sweet like Hall said they be I'll show you what a bum bout My money ultimate warrior All they do is run out Enzo or more got a mic in his hand You more like you need a hand on the mic Larry See I came up in the way Up, up in the way Up, up in the way You suck, get out of my face Sweet lemon in heaven You think I learned my lesson Beat me with depression Bitch, I'm back for the second, third, and seventh Hard as an engine and plenty of blades